Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited. As we're here with the PW Unlimited podcast, we're going to try and make this a little more regular of a thing. I know Nick and I were doing it and then Nick got busy with his new job, but we got someone else with us here. It's Baby Huey of In The Click. What's going on, bud? What's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Awesome. Uh, I'm so excited to be back with you. I know it's been a minute since you and I have recorded together, but uh, uh, I'm very excited to uh, be doing this with you. And hopefully, yeah, this could be kind of a cool regular thing between the two of us. And, uh, you know, I respect everything you do. You're a one man wrecking crew when it comes to the pro wrestling journalism uh, uh uh commentary podcasting youtube world out there so uh I, like i said i respect everything you do so uh anytime i have a chance to work with you i'm always down for i try and like i said like i've told you get stuff on your channel as well up on your stuff yeah. work together grow both of our platforms and see where we can take it but speaking of growing your platform you were in vegas this past weekend I know you'll probably know. tell the whole story on your show, which we'll save it for there. But give me a quick little minute or two rundown of how that weekend went in Vegas for not only just going to SummerSlam, but covering SummerSlam as WWE media. Uh, yeah, dude, that was so much fun. It's uh, um, It was definitely a last-minute uh, decision to go out there. But um, WWE hit me up and said, hey, we got this big press junket, SummerSlam press junket happening the day before the Friday before SummerSlam. And they're like, hey, you want to come out and interview a bunch of WWE superstars? I'm like, hell yeah, man. So <laughs> I flew out there and uh, went to the actual press junket. And it was very cool. And and keep in mind, this was my first time covering a big WWE show right. in almost two and a half years. I think the last one I did was 2019 WrestleMania 35 out in New York. So obviously with the pandemic and the whole world shutting down, it's it's been a minute since I've gone out and done something. So went out there. Uh, I was by myself, and but nonetheless, uh, uh, set up in this big uh, conference room. All these other media outlets there. I saw all the big heavy hitters from the pro wrestling, journalism, podcasting yeah. world out there. And uh, you know, little old me, I felt like kind of like the new kid in school because um, you know I've, I've done big WWE shows before. I did Radio Row when they were in Santa Clara here in the Bay Area, where I'm based out of. Um, I did Radio Row in New Orleans for WrestleMania a couple years ago. Um, uh, uh, but it went to, you know, New York, like I said. So, uh, but nonetheless, you know, it was a different experience because I was around a lot of just radio people. So this time around, to be surrounded, like I said, uh, the, some of the top pro wrestling journalists and and, and uh, hosts out there, personalities, it was different. Like I said, I, it was like, a, I felt like a new kid in school. Um, you know, I was very shy, but, you know, I did my best to like introduce and meet uh, fellow people who I, big fans of their work. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, for the actual press junket, it, it was great. Um, let's see. It was, uh, I had Jimmy Hart out there, Nikki A.S.H., Jinder Mahal, Sheamus, Damian Priest, uh, Drew McIntyre, Dewdrop, Ted DiBiase. So uh, I did all those interviews. So if you subscribe to In The Click and wherever podcast platform, you can listen to all those interviews right now. But it was just a really fun experience. So thank you, WWE, for uh, hooking it up, taking care of me. And uh, but it was just cool to talk to everyone. You know, and here's the thing. It's a little nerve wracking because uh, you don't know who exactly who you're interviewing. Right. So for me, I did my best to just 
you know, I you know, I watch all the wrestling shows every week, but you know, make sure I was on top of everything, what the current storylines are, and kind of just have some general questions built in my head already. Um, uh, but then like very last minute they tell you who's coming in. Uh we played it safe. They asked us to wear our mask the whole time. So I was a little self-conscious. I'm talking to people <laughs> with a mask on. So I was like, Oh, is my voice being muffled? I gotta project louder. Um but nonetheless, all the WWE superstars were awesome. I mean, big highlight was finally meeting Drew McIntyre in person. Because I mean, you're his good luck charm. Exactly. We we <laughs> talked to each other like probably six, seven times in the last year and a half. But to finally meet in person, it was always done before on the phone and one time on Zoom. Uh, but it was cool to meet him in person. And to his credit, he stayed to the very end and talked to all the outlets nice. and he was so nice and uh just a great dude Seamus awesome great guy as well um Bobby Lashley was in there but he was busy doing press all morning since he is WWE champion he's, right he's the man but he popped in for a few interviews uh with some other people and then uh, you know going to uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas the new home of the Las Vegas Raiders and uh, it's kind of kind of weird. I mean, I'm a Niners fan, but <laughs> I live here in Alameda next to Oakland, which is was the home of the Raiders. And right. They, yeah. Uh, so it was kind of weird because I know like a lot of my friends are Raider fans. So to be in the stadium where they're at, it was kind of bittersweet. It felt bad for them. <laughs> like, yeah, they moved here. They left you twice now. <laughs> um, but uh, no, but Allegiant Stadium, very cool, very sleek stadium. Um, I didn't have really a chance to go explore because. When we went in, they take you right up to the press box and they ask you just please stay in there, not to go roaming around stuff. So, you know, I respected that. Um, and, uh, you know, had some nice food in there in the press box, watched the show, did some live tweeting. Uh, but the stadium is really nice, clean, uh, uh, sleek, and uh, it's got air conditioning, thank God. And uh, <laughs> no, but it was a lot of fun. The show itself, I mean, I know you did a review already. It was a lot of fun to experience it in person. Um, kind of interesting with no pyro. That was interesting. And the ramp well, was different. Apparently the, the building said no pyro. It was not, it was the, the decision by the, the building. They said no pyro. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which is fine. You know, I, I yeah, still enjoyed it. And, and, but, but, but what an epic show as far as Becky Lynch returns, Brock Lesnar returns, seeing John Cena wrestling person again. It was uh, a very fun show, and uh, uh, it was just a lot of fun. And you know, they already announced they're coming back next July, Fourth of July weekend for um, uh, Money in the uh, yep. yeah, Money in the Bank, which is cool. Like they're turning Money in the Bank into like I know we have the original Big Four pay per views: mm -hmm. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Uh, but Money in the Bank in recent years has become like their fifth biggest show, and it's cool. They're taking it to football stadiums. Some now, may say like. now Money in the Bank's bigger than Survivor Series, which I. Kind of agree with. No offense, Survivor Series. Right. I love Survivor Series. I grew up watching it, but Survivor Series has more or less become like one big all-star game, an exhibition. You know, it's exactly. brand versus brand. No major stakes involved, but that's a whole nother topic <laughs> discussion. But nonetheless, super fun. Thank you, WWE, the PR team. Top notch. So much fun. And uh, looking forward to doing more stuff with them. Uh, fingers crossed. Start saving up and planning for uh, Dallas next year right. for WrestleMania. And then, yeah, maybe uh next july as well for uh, uh money in the bank and you know i would like to go to maybe double or nothing las vegas because you know it's a quick flight from here in the bay area but uh but no tim you definitely got to come with me on these we got to plan out for some of these <laughs> right. road trips you know get so, you out there as well here's my question did you get the swag bag all these others were showing off online well, 
Yes, I did. I have it downstairs. Um, <laughs> oh, I should have brought it up here. But it's yes, all, all those. I, I same exact thing. It was you know a swag bag. It had a hat in there, SummerSlam hat. We got the program. We got the WWE mask. And uh, what else was in there? Oh, a T-shirt. Um, unfortunately, I'm a big guy. I'm six four. The shirt <laughs> is always a large, so it never fits me. So I gave one to uh, my buddy of mine. He was nice. out there, uh, Brian from Within the Ropes. He, he was out there with his family, and so uh, I gave the shirt to his son. It could fit him. He can wear it to school. So that's cool. But anyway, super, so much fun. Looking forward to the next show. So thank you WWE for everything. But. That sounds all fun and everything, and hopefully we can do something, like you said, together, go to a show, yeah. whether that's WWE or AEW or something yeah. or other. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of, you know, advertisements for Bay Area shows coming back recently, like coming back soon. Yeah, so actually, uh, I went to Guns N' Roses last night at the SAP Center in San Jose, and all over, you know, they have rotation on the different screens of upcoming events. Okay. Boom, I saw SmackDown being advertised it's so that's coming in october i believe and so i was like oh cool because i know raw was already announced for sacramento in october Mm. so um i think i don't know if all the dates have been announced yet but so i'm like okay cool the bay area is going to get some love from wwe as well so um i don't know if it's officially all been announced yet but um i mean i saw the sign last night sap centers they're already starting the early advertising for it but uh i'm excited for that because you know WWE comes to the Bay Area. Hopefully, could do some fun stuff with them when they come through. Well, I mean, indie shows as well. I'm pretty sure. I can double check it. Suzuki's mm-hmm. going to be at a Bay Area indie show in November. I want to say it is. It might be West Coast Pro Wrestling. Yeah, that's uh, it. West Coast Pro Wrestling. I love those guys. What's up, Scott? Uh, <laughs> great owner for West Coast Pro Wrestling. But yeah, their big third anniversary show, and it's going to be Friday, October eighth. Oh, it's October. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he's taking on uh, Daniel Garcia, who we've seen tear it up in uh, AEW as of late. He's been doing some things with uh, 2.0, and he attacked, um, let's see, was it last on Dynamite last night? He jumped yeah. in and did he attacked went Darby. Darby. Yeah, I went after yeah, Darby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling, get their tickets over at Eventbrite. Um, I, I got my tickets for next show in September. Okay. That's gonna be, so Trey Miguel is going to be out there. Um, doing like a new version of the Little Rascals with uh, is it Myron Reed right from MLW I believe I think so they're, they're doing like a new their own version of the Little Rascals um, or the no is it yeah Little Rascals the Rascals I think is what the Rascals yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm a little bum I cannot go to that show in October it's October 8th and I'm gonna be in Sacramento for the big aftershock festival with Metallica oh, nice. so I'm like oh when I saw the date I was so bum. Because how awesome would it be to see the legend, you know, in person? I know I sent uh, I sent Nick the link because I'm like, hey, Suzuki, West Coast Pro. He's like, yeah. So he's like, two minutes later, sends me a thing, goes, I got two tickets, and then I see the text message says general admission going really fast. It said on the tweet. Um, I'm I, I really want to go, but like I said, it's tough because I'll be in Sacramento already. I have hotel already booked and everything. I'm like, oh man, um. You know, everyone's probably expecting me to be out there, but I guess I'm breaking this the unfortunate news right now. I cannot be out there. I got Metallica duties that day, so right. Uh, but no, no, West Coast Pro Wrestling, they uh, almost three years now, an amazing independent promotion in the Bay Area, Northern California. 
Um, I know they're really trying their best to kind of, I mean, loosely, you know, make the comparison of like a PWG of Northern California. Um, cool. all, all pro wrestling APW is, has been one of the, if not the yes. top independent promotion, uh, independent promotion here in the Bay area. They, they have not brought back shows yet. Hopefully they'll start doing shows again in the near future that nothing's been announced yet. But uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling in recent years, they bring in some of the biggest indie names. Alex Hammerstone from MLW is their current West Coast Pro Wrestling champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, dude, they bring some top indie stars. Their shows are incredible. Uh, you can watch uh, the last three episodes they've done on independent wrestling TV or IWT- yeah, IWTV. IWTV. Yeah, so check them out. Follow them on social media. That I know um, as far as... Uh, Bay Area goes big time's coming back too. Big time wrestling. So they had big time wrestling just had a show come okay. back. Their first one a few weeks ago, and it was an outdoor show. Um, I believe Chris Masters, or excuse me, Chris Adonis, that's his, <laughs> his outside WWE name. Um, he wrestled that. I did not make that show, unfortunately. I had other plans. Uh, and then here in the Bay Area, we got a couple other good promotions East Bay Pro Wrestling. Um, they're they're a wrestling school, but they do shows as mm-hmm. well. They're a lot of fun. Um, they have a show going on this Saturday, I believe. So if you follow them, and that's the thing, any of these uh, independent wrestling promotions uh, we're, we're talking about, please follow them on social media. Oh, yeah. for the latest event news, links to buy tickets, um, the flyers, stream and their shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. their matches. Um, there's a lot of great talent out here. Um, who am I missing? Oh. Agua uh, out here in San Jose as well. Um, uh, underground. Uh, oh, oh my God. I don't want to mispronounce. Let me just double check. <laughs> Ag- Agua um, uh, uh, Underground Wrestling Alliance. So they're based out of San Jose. Okay. Uh, they uh, perform out of a, 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 the Ritz in San Jose. So it's got a cool indoor vibe. Nice. I went to their outdoor shows, a couple of them last couple months. Uh, but dude, the Bay Area, man, is really booming right now. Independent wrestling shows. Um, these shows, you know, everyone's been wearing masks and being very safe out there. So kudos to everyone with that part of it all. But, um, listen, I know like Southern California gets a lot of love with independent wrestling, you know, PWG, obviously they've been, uh, a staple for all that stuff, but, um, but you know, the Bay area, Northern California has really been on the up in recent years. A lot of talented people you see on AEW or NXT have roots here in the Bay area. Bailey, yeah. she started with big time wrestling. Exactly, Bailey. Uh, but you know, Shotzi Blackheart is from the Bay mm-hmm. Area originally. Uh, I mean, Jake Atlas. You know, he's from Southern California, but yeah. he was a champion up here. Same with Jungle uh, Boy. He did a lot of stuff in the Bay Area up there, in Northern California. Jungle Boy, yeah, he wrestled a lot for all pro wrestling yes. and pro wrestling revolution. That's another promotion out here. You just <laughs> made me think of there's so many. So uh, I'll try my best to you know promote these shows as well. Um, but there's a lot of talented people that come through here. Um, Will Hobbs, Will Hobbs is from the Bay Area. He's yeah. from East Palo Alto. Yep. And uh, I got more names I think about, but a lot of great talented people out here. So don't sleep on the Bay Area, man. It's on Very the true. Just, I mean, yeah. Remember back in the day, the Bay Area, San Francisco was one of the biggest markets for pro wrestling back in the Patterson Stevens days. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, growing up, my dad would always tell me just about all the great wrestlers he used to see coming through here. And then, <laughs> My first wrestling show, uh, my parents took my brother and I to the Cow Palace. Saw, I was about to say was, the heydays of the Cow Palace. <laughs> it, it was, it was, uh, it was a, um, 
it, it was a uh 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 was the dark dark matches uh dark show um uh rick flair hulk hogan that was awesome so uh a lot of you know a lot of good memories of the cow palace anytime i can go there for wrestling it's always worth it oh yeah remember going to the new japan show the cow palace that was a fun one oh man i wish they'd come back up here i mean that's the thing like well new AE japan's going does- to san jose Yes, I saw that in November. Um, right. Actually, ooh, maybe that's something you and I should try to do. Uh, I'm just speaking out loud right now, thinking <laughs> out loud. I should say, yeah, that's something we right. should try to work on. Okay, well, we, we can touch base after about that. But uh, <laughs> but the other thing, too, is, you know, listen, AEW, they've been doing a lot of stuff in the South and the Midwest or Northeast. I would love to see when them they gonna come, come out. Yeah, when are they going to come more West than Texas? Exactly. And I'm trying to think where could they go in the Bay Area? Because I know Cow Palace jumps to mind because Cody's wrestled here, you know, when he was doing the indie stuff. True. But what I've heard of the Cow Palace is their like infrastructure (laughs) for television stuff isn't quite up to par what it should be, what it would need to be. That's why WWE hasn't ran the Cow Palace since like, what, 2004 when Eddie Guerrero won the championship there? so Eddie Guerrero was like the last big thing they had there. Yeah. And that was like 2004. I think hmm, the cent, uh, the event center on San Jose State's campus, that's where NXT, NXT has done a lot of yeah. ran there. I, I don't know size-wise if, if, if that's fits. I AEW. still say that they need to bring Royal Rumble to Oriole, Oracle Park. How great would it be looking out into the bay, watching oh, Royal dude, Rumble amazing. looking out into the bay? That'd be great. The, Absolutely. The only concern is, you know, is January. So weather might be a little bit of an yeah. issue in San Francisco. But here's the thing. If they're doing SummerSlam, you know, in, in football stadiums now, it's like, Bring come to on, Levi's. let's go to Le- Levi Stadium, yeah. baby. Santa Clara be awesome out there. So if they're doing more of these big four or big five pay-per-views in football or baseball stadiums, that I think hopefully opens up the Bay Area as more of a destination spot. Exactly. And then they can do Raw or SmackDown from SAP Center or Oakland Arena or Chase Center in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a lot of options now. So, you know, hopefully things, you know, keep opening back up and we can get more love from the, from, uh, the pro wrestling world. But, but I've, been just, I've been saying for a while, if they're going to run baseball fields, how cool would it be to be looking out at the Bay for like a Royal Rumble thing? Like, that would be so cool if they, if they <laughs> film it right. Like the way, I don't know how they would set the camera up, but that'd be really cool. Maybe okay, because we know Baron Corbin. Let's see, last year's Money in the Bank went on the rooftop of uh, of WWE's building. <laughs> he threw uh, Alice the Black, Rey Mysterio yeah. off. I mean, he, he throws someone in the bay or something like that in the water, <laughs> or you know, maybe they could do some goofy stuff like someone jumps in the water. I mean, there's been right. plenty of people who jump in there catching home run balls. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, no, that it would be a very fun, I think, site to do some fun stuff at. I'm I'm all for it. So yeah, a WWE. You know, call me if you need some advice or location <laughs> suggestions. I got you. So speaking of WWE, we talked about SummerSlam, but yeah. two names come to mind when we think of SummerSlam this year it was Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch. They made yeah. their big returns. Becky Lynch. Now, there's a lot of conflicting reports on Becky Lynch and her involvement with SummerSlam. How long did they know? When did they call Becky? Did they set this up last minute? What was all this for? And what we've heard so far is yeah. that so not the Friday before SummerSlam, which would have been the day before, but the previous Friday, which would have been like the 13th. Sasha was on the show. Everything was fine. 
Then they go to that next weekend. All of a sudden, Sasha, Bianca, they're not on any of the house shows. We don't know what's going on. Rumors are that, you know, they're both not cleared. But then we hear Bianca's cleared. Maybe they're both cleared. Sasha's not cleared, this and that. And so from what is being reported, WWE maybe had like a week, if that, to figure out what they're going to do with Bianca at SummerSlam. Are they going to bring in somebody else? Is it just going to be Carmella? They called Becky. They got Becky. And Becky, it was apparently her idea to be a heel. She's the one that said, I want to come back as a heel. Is it the right move? I don't know. Because they tried it before at a SummerSlam. And the crowd was just like, no, 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 no. We don't want that. So, I mean, I think because she was gone, she may be able to make it work. Kind of like when Seth was gone from the knee injury. And then came back and played it up like, I'm going to be a babyface. And you guys were all behind me. You sent me messages while I was in the hospital. But I don't care about any of that because no one came and da-da-da. So I think she can do that kind of a thing, kind of like Seth did, where, yeah, I saw all your messages. But what does it really matter when I'm all by myself anyways? Hmm. But it was her idea, they say. Yeah. And I know Vince ultimately probably is the one who finalized it or, you know. He wanted to do it like three years ago. Yeah. I mean... The other thing I was thinking about this is like, okay, when this happened or the reports are just Becky's idea, I mean, maybe her or someone got in her head and said, look at Roman. Look what's happened to Roman. He, he turned heel, and he's now the hottest thing in pro wrestling look right now. Or sports entertainment. The, look at Seth. He's doing great as a heel, the drip king or whatever you want, drip god. Yeah, so maybe, you know, collectively they saw what was going on, and it was like, oh, I guess it's really cool to be a heel right now. And you should do it too, or I'm gonna, or Becky's like, I'm gonna do that too, right? But I, I really, I, I'm not for that. I mean, it, it's, I mean, we'll, we'll watch SmackDown. I'm sure she's gonna address the the WWE universe and of explain course. herself, and hopefully we'll get a little bit more. I mean, on you know, kayfabe reasoning why mm. she is going down this route. Um, but I really think this is a, a bad decision overall because you hurt, you hurt Bianca Belair. I mean, I, I'm sure you already talked about plenty with some slam. Like she's a natural baby face who got over. Oh yeah, and you just squash her completely. And then Becky, who is naturally over, as Becky the top. may have been before she left the most popular person in that company, male or female. Exactly. And regardless, baby face heel, she, the crowd loves her, and so the, it's gonna be really hard to make her a heel and the crowd. Uh, boo for her you know yeah, what I'm saying it, like I feel like very much so yeah they're, it, unless she goes out there and says like cusses everyone out or something they're gonna cheer for her no matter what so it's really a tall task to go out there and be a heel when everyone loves you no matter what so I, I feel almost a, it's a double whammy here it, as far as you hurt Bianca Belair and you're gonna try to force someone to be a heel when the crowd loves her no matter what so it's like it's a double double negative in this situation and so that's why i'm like i mean i would love you know one day if becky does a shoot interview or mm. something explains her decision right but you know from a creative standpoint it doesn't make sense it's i i have, I have a feeling it's not going to work and um whole, i mean we'll see how this plans out you always want to be optimistic and let's see how it goes but i think just the immediate reaction and you see the criticism online, I think they kind of shoot themselves in the foot here. So so my thought process is unless they're pairing her with Seth, why go heel? If she's going to be with Seth, then it makes complete sense. 
But if she's just going to be by herself, if it's just the man, Becky Lynch, I'm coming back. I've gave birth to a kid and I'm in better shape than I was before and this and that, and you know, but it's like, if she's not paired with Seth, why go the heel route? What are they really? I mean, WWE already has trouble with baby faces anyways. Like on the SmackDown brand itself, Bianca's like the only babyface female they have. I mean, they've got on the SmackDown brand, I think they've got Bianca, mm-hmm. Liv, mm-hmm. Shotzi, and Knox as yeah. their baby faces. I guess you could say Natty and Tamina, but they're the champs, so they float back and forth, whatever. But yep. I think they need and I, I and it could have also been a thing of look how big Bianca's gotten over as a baby face. If yeah. Sasha's gonna be gone for however long she's gonna be gone, we need a foe for her. Maybe that was the issue. They needed somebody to go against Bianca, and they won't do babyface, babyface. I mean, okay, we don't know what Sasha Banks. Correct, and I'm not. I'm not going to speculate on that for sure. Yeah, no yeah. one knows. I mean, we no one knows, and how long she's gone for. So, I'm sure they're kind of scrambling trying to figure out. Okay, how do we uh, figure this out? So Sasha's gone, unknown. Uh, Bailey's gone, obviously with her injury. Hopefully, she'll be back. You know, early next year. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. So, I, 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 at this point, though, yeah, they are kind of thin from a heel standpoint. From a strong heel, from a strong heel, yes, because they've got Carmella, they've got Zelina Vega, but it's like, meh. they're like mid card of the women's division. Yeah. If if you want to kind of power rank, you know, their position exactly. on the roster. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, I guess, man. You know, if they want Bianca, Becky right now, but I mean, I don't know, maybe Becky takes on someone else in the meantime and you rebuild Bianca on a separate storyline. Yeah. If you don't have, if you don't have Sasha and you still want to push Bianca hard, even though they kind of killed any momentum she had, Mm -hmm. you got to think about it of, well, no one's going to care if she takes on Zelina. No one's going to care if she takes on Carmella. Yeah, we bring in Becky. They could have easily done Becky, Bianca, babyface, babyface, but this company just doesn't want to do that. And it would have gotten over tremendously. I think the fans would have, because of who it is, the fans would have respected those matches and not, Mm -hmm. like, dogged on them on someone's got to get booed. You know what I mean? It's Becky making her big return. Bianca Belair, who everyone's been getting behind, but it's just like now Becky's a heel. I I think she's gonna kill it. I think she's gonna kill it just like Bailey killed it when they turn her heel. But why? Why do it is the question. And like you said, hopefully we get some kayfabe answer tomorrow on SmackDown. I mean, I because you know I, I was trying to think about it, and. You know, WWE is very traditional. They want a babyface versus a heel. And I, for me, I, I'm, I like that as far as my main storyline mm-hmm. or how I get emotionally involved right. in a storyline. But in this situation, Becky is the most over person, arguably, as you said, on that roster. So why force her into something that people are not going to probably gravitate towards or really pick up on? And if anything, hopefully it doesn't hurt her momentum that she has had or coming back now and and there are you know listen if you don't have a strong heel in the main event scene it's i I, every once in a while it is okay to have baby face versus baby face because just from a competitive standpoint we'll we'll dig it and if it's good creative behind it that tells a good compelling story i mean becky could say listen 
before I left and became a mom, I had to vacate my title. I want to get back a title. What's the other thing, too? Are they going to explain why she went to SmackDown? Because she's last seen on Raw, you know, giving the title to right. to Osgood. I mean, no, like... Uh, well, they know, could just say she went undrafted in the last year's draft. She could show up anywhere she wants. Exactly. Easy Give answer. Us, yeah. Give us that one sentence. I doubt perfect. they'll say it, but it's it's the easy explanation. Exactly. Give us that one explanation. So, yeah, she could say she had to vacate her last title, Rain. She wants another title back. And she's like, listen, right. I've been watching you from home. I respect everything you do. Not, you're the I want a challenge. Like, it, boom. It writes itself. Keep it simple. Yeah, you got two baby faces. They'll both draw. But at the same time, it is frustrating because it's like, oh. and what is Becky going to say? That's gonna get people to boo her, like I said earlier. Unless she goes out there and says something vulgar or or cussing. Well, I'm trying or to remember what Seth said because I remember Seth's promo after Money in the Bank when he came back in 2016, and he did the whole thing where he was like, "I rem- I got all your messages and your letters when I was at home and in the hospital having knee surgery and this and that." And then he he turned it, and I can't remember exactly what it was that he said that he was well, like, was- "I don't care about you because you guys really didn't care about me" or something like that. Well, it was the knee, right? And yeah. he said, I, I, I couldn't carry the weight of the company anymore. My my knee just Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So maybe Becky, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, she already has that Austin persona vibe around her. So unless she's going to say something, I mean, yeah, maybe she doesn't trust it. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm so confused. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, I, Speaking of Austin, I mean, not yeah. to make a 20-year 20, 20 comparison here, Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin, when he turned to heel WrestleMania 17 and aligned to the Vince McMahon, that was yeah. his idea. Now, he'll say every day, worst decision I ever made in my career. Exactly. Yeah, I, don't, I, actually, I don't think that's going to be the same thing for Becky. but Because I think nowadays, they're a little more adept to, I guess you could say what's the word I'm looking for, swerve, not swerve, but... I guess you could change on a dime. I, I, there's a word I'm. Well, um, well, I, I was just gonna I say this. So hopefully, yeah. Well, hopefully, okay. This happened last Saturday. You know, it's Friday's coming up. Hopefully, in the last six days or whatever. Hopefully, maybe Becky or Creative seems just the outcry well, that maybe they're like, "Oh crap, I think we did something wrong here. Let's let's back off on this." Well, Becky, maybe not- just go out there and be be a good guy again. Maybe good, not. Uh, maybe let it play out for like one little run to the next pay-per-view give it a four-week thing see how it goes if it doesn't go well then you turn her baby face maybe you at least give it a little bit of a a breathing room and say hey can she do it because maybe maybe she turns into bailey where you think bailey's the greatest baby face ever and she can never play a heel oh my god bailey's one of the best heels they had in all of 2020 yeah yeah because well i was going to think about austin was uh, I mean, he's talked about m- many times on his podcast, mm-hmm. and I, I was at uh, uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con a couple years ago where Austin spoke, and I, I and he explained, you know, at the time his decision, he he was running hard, and you know, everyone who knows Austin <clears throat> knows that story where he's right. running hard. He felt like he he was kind of doing the same thing over and over, and he felt he was due for a change. So that's why he's like want to do heel, but now looking back on hindsight, he regrets it. And if he had to do it again, he would have called it audible and told Vince to look for the stunner and just stun him and call it a day yeah. and just keep the momentum going. So, I mean, yeah, maybe with Becky, same thing. Maybe they'll test it out. And then maybe, yeah, maybe in the Adapt near future, she can do swerve. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the, the thing with Becky. It's like, can she? Ma- I think she can make it. I think 
Becky can go out there and have an attitude about her where she craps on the fans and she's just this like talking crap. Because honestly, we've we've seen Becky's social media game like, like the stuff when she was going up against Ronda Rousey. She could talk crap with the best of them, and so you mm-hmm. just amp that up as a heel. I think it can work. It's just will the fans will the fans. Bye. Receive it as okay. She's a good heel, or would they receive it as this doesn't seem natural? We don't like it. How are they gonna like? There's two different ways to perceive her being a heel. It's okay. We're gonna boo her because she's doing heel things and she's doing it well, or it's we're gonna boo her because we don't like what they're doing with her. So yeah. it, it, it's really gonna come down to fan reaction. I say give it some breathing room till Extreme Rules at the end of the next month or whenever it is. Middle of next month, I think. Mm-hmm, let it mm-hmm. let it play out and see where it goes, and then you can pivot from there. Yeah. So I, I want to be optimistic that Becky, as you said, is such a creative person on social media that that will translate over mm-hmm. to what we see on SmackDown. That hopefully, I, I want to trust her that she knows what she's doing. Exactly. If this was her idea, maybe she already has mapped out for the next couple months a whole program or storyline that she wants to follow through on so i'm uh i'll ride this out but you know i think a lot of people might have a short leash as far as uh, yeah. it's not working one way or the other so i don't know but by the way i mean that's the thing like smackdown really turning the must-see tv now like how <laughs> stacked that roster is you know between becky bianca Roman, Seth, Brock Lesnar, and the mid-card, everyone right. there. I mean, Big E, uh, uh, Kevin Owens. I mean, dude, SmackDown, I mean, it, it is stacked. So I'm sure Fox is very happy what, what they're going to get on Fridays now. Oh, yeah, and, and you said it right there, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's back. He's another one that made his big return at mm-hmm. SummerSlam. He came out at the very end of the show. He confronted Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman did the whole thing where he was down sitting in the corner on the apron. No, don't do it, Brock. Brock, don't do it. Let's just go. Da, da, da. And he played that up very well. And then he took John Cena to Suplex City for the live crowd. <laughs> but, it's, uh, I was going to say, go is this going to lead to Paul Heyman on a pole match <laughs> between Roman and Brock? I mean, the winner gets custody. Of Paul could Heyman. we see 2002 all over again, Survivor Series, when Paul Heyman turned on Brock Lesnar, aligned with Big Show, and helped Big Show win the WWE Championship. No one saw that coming. Paul was all in on Brock and then turned on him. But I feel like that was great for Brock because we got to see Brock's character. Brock got to cut his own promos, and now that's why I'm excited for Brock now not being with Heyman because we know Brock can cut promos. We've seen it back in 2003, 2004, the stuff he was doing with Kurt Angle on SmackDown. We saw it when he was building up his matches in the UFC. Brock Lesnar can go out there and talk. Now it's a matter Mm -hmm. of how do they let him work his character as far as not having Heyman there. That's going to be interesting how that's going to work. But also, it's, it's here's the thing. You know, everyone was so excited to see Brock back at SummerSlam, Roman, the stare down, Paul looking confused, like, oh my God, I don't know which side I'm on. You know, or he was like, oh my God, Brock's back. My first child is back. But um, everyone's super happy. But I was sitting there, I was like, man, remember a couple years ago in New Orleans, WrestleMania, and everyone crapped on them and booed them. They're like, this is a terrible main event between Brock and Roman. Brock wins, throws the title True. at Vince. So it's amazing to me 
how much has changed in the last couple of years, how, you know, these two same guys, one went from babyface to a heel, different persona, different gimmick. Mm-hmm. Brock comes back with different look. It's amazing how people's perception of the same two people has changed when you give them some different creative that's better for everyone to take in. There's also so amazing. Been- there's also been a big gap between the last time we saw Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. It wasn't yeah. like back then yeah. when we had Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 31, and then they were wrestling in WrestleMania 34, and then they did the Saudi stuff. And It was like yeah. we were getting Brock and Roman every year. We haven't had yeah. it for like three years. So, And like yeah. you said, it's different now because Roman's the heel. Maybe Brock plays the baby face. He'll probably be like a tweener, as they say, going, you yeah. know, doing heel things, but, you know, cutting the jokes like a baby face. Because, again... I think back to the stuff with Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, 2003 on SmackDown. Like when Kurt was chugging the milk and Brock walks up and smacks him in the back and stuff. He's like, oh, how's it going, pal? And you know Brock can be funny and Brock can do different things on the microphone that they just haven't let him do because, of course, he's got Heyman and Heyman's amazing. Yeah. But I'm excited to see Brock cut promos, whether that's against just just Roman Reigns, whether that's against or face-to-face with Paul Heyman. That stuff should be interesting. And speaking of Brock, news came out on Brock today as well. Uh-huh. As far as Brock's contract with WWE, according to Fightful, they reported that it was said to them that Brock signed like a roughly year and a half deal. So it sounds like mm-hmm. Brock is signed in to the end of next year, 2022, early 2023. Uh-huh. And the deal is apparently eight matches. So I would assume mm-hmm. for sure he goes to the Saudi and October. So there's this, okay. there's one match. I don't see him working Survivor Series if he's not the champion. So okay. then you just do that one match for 2021, and he does seven more matches 2022. You've probably got that day one show, January 1st in, in Atlanta, Royal mm-hmm. Rumble, WrestleMania, of course. Yeah. SummerSlam next year. Money in the Bank. The woman Money in the Bank again. I don't know. So you've got options with Brock. You got at least one or two Saudi shows you could throw him on Saudi. next year as well. Yeah. So you yeah. can flush out those eight matches. And it's Brock. He's never been against. Oh, you want me to work more? Just pay me more. <laughs> He's definitely by deal. Uh, I mean, great. I mean, I, like you said, I think he's been gone long enough that we miss him now. Sixteen and so- months. His longest. His longest gap gone since he returned in 2012. Okay, so. It's, it's, you know, we, we, uh, what's the term? The heart grows fond, uh, right? Uh, you know, yeah, we miss them. Lo- yeah, we miss them long enough. Absence makes we- the heart grow fonder. There we go. That's the <laughs> one. <laughs> but, but by the way, real quick, I want to see him bring back the boom box, like the money in the bank. And like, we know he could be funny by himself. Exactly. So, so with these promos, but so that's exciting though. Like I said, it, it's our mm. perception of him's different now. And who knows how much, you know, could this be Brock Lesnar's last run? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure money talks. And if he That's works, say, as long as Vince keeps paying him $12 million a year, he'd keep coming back for a couple matches. Quick five-minute, yeah, six-minute matches. Yeah, I was going to say eight matches for a year or seven, you know, based on the math or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's not too much wear and tear on the body exactly. for, compared to everyone else who's full-time. But fine. I mean, listen. Shots were fired last Friday on Rampage. CM Punk showing up on AEW. Now, Becky's return, that's more, I think, related to, obviously, the Sasha Banks situation. But Brock Lesnar, 
I would imagine his return that that is a reaction. They've been talking to, to him Punk. since midsummer. Okay. Yeah. So, They've been talking to Brock since midsummer, but they didn't know because so so. What I've heard is they've been talking to Brock since midsummer, but Brock's okay. kind of been just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. We'll we'll maybe we'll do something. Like they wanted Brock as quick as they could, starting when they were coming back on the road. And okay. from what I heard, Brock's side was always just like, Yeah, we'll see what we can do. We'll work something out. We're not you know, WWE was imminent. We want Brock as soon as possible. And Brock's side was like, Well, what do you got for us? You know, yeah, exactly. what is gonna happen with all this? It wasn't they weren't as What's the word I'm looking for? Not not anxious. They weren't as like gung ho on getting this now. The imminent thing. I guess you could use that word. Yeah, they, they weren't as imminent. Patient. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. and we'll see where it goes. I mean, Brock Lesnar being back, he's going to work. Like I said, the report is eight matches over the next year and a half. So he's signed to the end of next year. We don't know exactly what the pay per view schedule or any of that looks like for next year, other than we've got Mania in Dallas. And we've got money in the bank in Vegas. That's really all we know. And Royal of course, Rumble, Rumble is right. rumored for St. Louis, but we don't know exactly if that's yeah. going to happen or not. But and then you got yeah. the two Saudi shows. Other than that, open slate to bring Brock back and do whatever. But apparently, according to we're speaking of Becky and Brock. Apparently, mm-hmm. according to um, Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast, he's got a connection within USA. Apparently, mm-hmm. USA is not happy about losing both Becky and Brock. Which those are two big draws that you just lost from your Monday show, brought over to SmackDown. Fox, like you said, got to be elated, but uh, well, USA well, may remember, not be. Yeah, no, and rightfully so. USA pays them a lot of money between mm-hmm. USA Network for Raw, NXT, the Peacock deal, which is all under. I mean, the Universal. Actually, you could Raw. say, hey, you still get them on pay per views for Peacock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. But remember when they went to Fox back in 2019? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people assumed Brock was going to go there because of the UFC connection to Fox originally back mm-hmm. in the day, and they were trying to be more perception-wise, be more sport-based sport, yeah. for Fox. And but Brock only showed up that one night, beat Kofi, exactly. and then went back, took the champion WWE Championship, and went back to Raw. And so that was kind of like a one-time thing. But like I said earlier, like SmackDown is stacked, and mm-hmm. so that is Fox. And I'm sure I, I I totally believe those reports. USA Network's probably like, hey guys, you got like all your biggest names from like the last five ten years on that show, and what do we got? We exactly. got three hours to fill, and no one here has that same star power. It's always funny when the fans go like before the pandemic and all that. They go, we don't care about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's a part timer and this and that. Yet whenever Brock is advertised to be on a Raw, they do a better rating than the week before. <laughs> but I think you get all the people on social media that go, oh, it's Brock Lesnar. We don't care about Brock. He's the part-timer that took the championship away and yeah. the, this and that and da-da-da. And then Brock episodes of Raw were always, whoop, ratings went up this week. What the heck? Yeah, Brock Lesnar, that's what the heck. I. This is another example Going back to Daniel Bryan when he was the peop- or, uh, Planets champion, <laughs> and he cut that promo and says, you fans are fickle. Yeah. Like, And, you know, now this is another example where, you know, he's loosely was speaking the truth. You know, fans say, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that. But yet when something like this happens, like, see, you guys say you don't like this, but look, people are tuning in. So it just proves you guys are secretly still watching or you still tune in for stuff like this that you say publicly you don't care about. So. Exactly. 
but I I get it. If you're USA Network, you you're probably livid. It's like, what the hell? These big name people who do have draws, ratings, draws, mm-hmm. are on the other network. I mean, listen, and you got you know Fox and USA, two big companies paying a lot of money WWE, and so you want the you want the best show out there, the best product out there. And you look at raw ratings just keep declining. So I, I'm sure, yeah, they're very pissed. It's like, hey guys, let, let's fix this. And so it makes you wonder a couple things. And and this is something I've seen people complain. You know, it's like Vince doing creative. Like, I, I and um maybe you know the answer. How come USA Network, who pays a lot of money, and Raw has declined so much in the look at the last like 20 years from mm-hmm. the end of, end of the Attitude Era to now the Attitude Era. Weren't they doing like a 10 share, like 10 million people watching right. at one point? They were getting out. Because if you watch the Monday Night Wars documentary, they were saying yeah. that like the ratings were like 5 million against 5 million. Raw doing 5 million, Nitro doing 5 million, and this and yeah. that. So. Yeah. And now like it's barely like what? 1.6, if that, whatever it is. Well, the... I think Raw this week was over 2 million. What well, was over 2? Yeah, yeah. But it was like, the second you know... biggest show of the year, I believe. So. So <laughs> That's when still, does, they're, they're still down like 20% year over year. Yeah. I just want to know when does someone from USA be like, Hey, we're paying you a lot of money. There needs to be a change. Ain't going to happen. Cause it but does like, better ratings than anything else on USA. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Cause I was kind of wondering when does someone step in? And be like, You're not Guys. wrong. Cause someone's got to step in and say, Hey, enough is enough with the declining ratings. But then at the same time, when this is your highest rated show and you can say legitimately half of the year that this is the number one show on cable for X Monday. Like if they're not up against the bachelor finale or football, they're the number yeah. one show on Monday on cable. Okay. Well, All even right. even if that, you can still say, well, the bachelor's on cable so or the bachelor's on network TV. So that's not competition. We only care about cable, but. I, Cause what I'm saying is like, you know, just outside of TV, you know, right. if you're performing at a job and no, your performance you're, you're or your rating, <laughs> you know, it, you're declining year after year, whoever owns or runs or oversees the operation will be like, okay, we need to make a change. Yeah. But this, this is a whole, this is a very isolated, different situation. You know, if I correct how it works is USA pays WWE, but WWE has full control of their three hour time slot. Because right? they, is that- yeah. Cause they have the, all, they do all their own production stuff. It's not like the NFL or the major league baseball who, okay, you have the rights to air our shows or even NASCAR. It's the same way with Fox. It's okay. you air our shows, but you also take care of production. You have your own announced team. You have your own production crew running everything. Okay. WWE, they go in there with their own crew. AEW the same way go in there with their own crew. They put on their own show. It just airs on a, on USA airs on Fox airs on TNT. It's not like, like I said with like say NASCAR, for instance, cause you know, I follow that. So I know exactly <laughs> how that works. Half yeah. the year they're on Fox. Fox has their mm-hmm. own three and no. Yeah. Three announcers on Fox. They got their own production team, their interviewers and everything. Second half of the year, the rights shift over to NBC. NBC's got okay. their own four announcers, their own crew and everything. So, that's how most sports work. It's the yeah. network takes care of production. But mm-hmm. with wrestling, it's the wrestling company takes care of production, and it's ran more like a television show, not a sports yeah. product, even though we're supposed to think, oh, well, this is our a sports product. This is on Fox Sports. But it's still done like the company takes care of production like a TV show or a movie would. 
So you're saying pretty much USA rents out WWE. Like WWE well, yeah, has it, full full control of what they do since they're paying for all those costs. For the most part, yeah, it's just it's basically like any show you see on USA Network. Yep. Chris Lee's okay. or CSI or Chicago yeah. PD. You're just paying to have those shows on your network. Just having the rights to yeah, it. Yeah, it's WWE. It's different because WWE's ran, like I said, like an entertainment property, not like mm-hmm. other sports properties. Because gotcha. even UFC, for example, yes, they've got their own crew for pay-per-views and everything, but I remember specifically, once it was one of the first shows they ever did on Fox, Joe Rogan mm-hmm. was being told what to say. He went on his podcast and goes, I love UFC. I'll do all the pay-per-views. I'm never working another Fox show again because nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't say. He's like, on pay-per-view, they let me say whatever I want. But Fox was in my ear telling me what to say. I ain't working another Fox show. Really? Yeah, Joe Rogan did that. It was the early Fox days for UFC. He did not like that they were producing him and telling him what he could and couldn't. Like, it was basically oh. a Vince McMahon situation of Vince is always <laughs> telling you what to say in your ear. Yeah. Well, Fox was doing the same thing to Joe Rogan. He didn't like it. He's Joe Rogan. He can say, nope, I'm just going to work pay-per-views. Hence, why Joe Rogan is only on the pay-per-views now. He doesn't do the ESPN fight night shows or anything. It's just pay-per-view for Rogan. That's why. Interesting. Well, let me ask you this as one possible solution. And I don't know. <laughs> we'll do it. Do you think they should end the brand split then? That way, these superstars, these big name draws can appear on both shows, Raw and SmackDown I on different think, networks. I think it would be smart. But I think also one of the things they pitched to Fox was having your own unique brand, your own yeah. unique wrestlers. Mm hmm. Like, oh, wrestlers. you can only see yeah. these guys when they're wrestling on Fox. Yep. You can't go watch them Mondays on USA and go, I already got my Seth Rollins match this week. I don't need to see him on SmackDown. Yeah, and that's true. And, and here's the thing. As sad and unfortunate, all the cuts that have been for the last you know year and a half plus, mm. their roster is still so big that it could be spread across two brands. Right. And that way, you know some people are going to get more screen time. If they end the brand split tomorrow... There's some people who we see now who probably won't get as much TV for time. sure. So the brand hundred percent for sure. The brand split does have, I think, an overall a, a, mm-hmm. uh, a very important reason why it exists. You, the, there are some people, and, and granted, there's still a lot of people who we love who don't get enough TV time as it is. Right. Imagine if there was no brand split, there would be, you know, like I, like Ricochet. Someone comes to mind. He barely we see him on Raw. You know, yeah, now you got to add all the SmackDown guys to Raw. Nope, Ricochet. Yeah, we, yeah. Nope, we'll throw him on main event. <laughs> He'll be main event, the main event, if that. So I, I, I so that was one thing. I was like, okay, if the networks are mad, do they end the brand split? But then I was like, well, no, that creates even more of a bigger can of worms and some issues mm-hmm. with the roster. So I, I, I get it. I understand that it's tough to please the network, but. You know, it makes me wonder that draft can't come fast enough. I was like, okay, if Becky and Brock Roman all stay on SmackDown, I was like, who can leave SmackDown to add some star power over on Raw? That's uh, that That's should be a interesting. Tough one. I mean, you know, when when I talked to Drew McIntyre last week, I asked him, I was like, you know, what are your long term goals? You you pretty much accomplished everything on Raw. At this point, if there's a draft coming up soon. What would you rather do? Would you rather stay on Raw and try to do something else that you haven't done yet? Or would you rather go SmackDown for a fresh start? And he said he wants to keep going after the WWE Championship, even though he can't go after it right now because right. of the stipulation. Bobby Lashley's still champion. And 
I was like, well, maybe you should go to SmackDown and, you know, fresh start, go after Universal title, maybe get a, a win over Roman. But I know Roman, he's not losing that title anytime soon. He's, they're keeping him strong until they get that Rock match at WrestleMania. But now I think about it between that, Brock, Becky, I was like, Drew probably should stay on Raw. He has probably a better chance of being a main eventer and being one of the top dogs on Raw than going to SmackDown and be lower tier compared to the other people who are main eventing right now. So um, a lot has changed since right. that I first asked that question last week <laughs> in the last. So uh, for, for Drew McIntyre's sake, he probably should stay on raw, which he probably will. I'm guessing. Yeah, I think so too. He's been a staple there for the last two years. Once he won that Royal rumble and then challenged Brock Lesnar, got the championship. So I think when you think of Monday night raw, you think of Drew McIntyre mm -hmm. and, yeah. They say, oh, you know, the reports are USA was mad they lost Becky, they lost Brock. Two draws for sure. But then if they lost Drew as well, someone who has been synonymous with that brand, you know, they're really going to get upset. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what Bruce Pritchard and the powers that be come up with as far as, okay, how do we take this roster and how we mm -hmm. kind of balance it back out again? So, I wonder guys like maybe Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I mean, but you know, they're not, <laughs> these people are not, don't have the same draw as a Brock Lesnar. It's almost like you need like five, well, six people who to go really over the road. does have a, the draw. Brock's a legit draw, especially now more so because of his UFC days. Everyone knows who he is. Unless I'm trying, the only person I guess maybe Edge. Edge goes back to maybe, Raw. Maybe, yeah. That's the only person Edge I think of who's like, yeah, as a name over on SmackDown. Edge and Seth be. were the two I was thinking. But then, you know, was Seth go to Raw with his uh, wife? Yeah, they got, they finally got married, right? They yeah, yeah, yeah. A little pri private wedding. Uh, yeah. Over on SmackDown. I think. I mean, Seth's why not? Becky drops the title before the draft back to Bianca, and then they draft them both to Raw. That could be. I'm just... Man... This booking stuff is really tough for <laughs> WWE. Uh, I, I sympathize a little bit more with them, but but no, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this draft plays out yeah. and who goes where. So, Speaking of know. who goes where, we got a couple of wrestlers <laughs> that their contracts are coming up and have come up and whatnot. First one I want to just quickly mention, it was reported by Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men Podcast. Don't have much details, but Shinsuke Nakamura apparently re-signed. He signed a new, I don't know, the verbiage that was used was contract extension. So don't know if it's a full new contract. Don't know how long the extension's for. I don't know if this is like a, I don't know if it's like a riddle situation where I think the riddles, they called it an extension as well because they like added three years to his deal. Mm -hmm. so his deal was coming up. They added three years. They said, hey, we'll give you the same thing. Maybe they gave him a pay boost. I don't know. But from what I heard, it was basically, hey, we'll keep you around. We'll use you. We'll bump you up in how we use you, this and that. We got plans. And so they added like three years to his deal. Nakamura apparently, and this makes a lot of sense, new deal. New contract extension. Well, they've been pushing Nakamura. So maybe he re-signed within the last two months. We're just now hearing about it now. And that's why they've got the confidence of, well, this guy's contract is coming up. He agreed to stay with us. Now let's push him. Give him a bunch of wins. Give him the Intercontinental Championship. There you go. Now, the one thing that I agree with Zarian on this one, what he said was WWE is probably the place for Nakamura to stay right now. It's a good idea, good decision because, A, he's a legend. Everyone knows who he is. Everybody loves him. B, 
he's kind of up there in age. And so being in WWE, he doesn't have to work as hard as he would in a New Japan or work as, and that's not a knock on WWE or anything, but he doesn't have to have that hard, stiff style as like going back to New Japan or even some of the matches he would have to have in AEW or Ring of Honor or whatever. And he knows he's going to get paid well. His family loves living in Florida. We've heard him say that before. I mean, he loves living on the beach and being able to go surf whenever he wants. So Nakamura, don't know how long the extension's for, but he's sticking around, and that's a good thing to see for WWE. Yeah, you you just touch it right there as far as, like, he made himself a legend with his years in New Japan. <laughs> and so at this point in his career and his age, I think he's just setting up for retirement, which is smart. It's like... <laughs> Like many wrestlers have said, you know, you work your 20s and early 30s establishing yourself. And then later in life, you get those big contracts to set yourself up financially for retirement. And so, yeah, as, as you said, like he's a big surfer. He loves surfing. I'm sure, you know, for him, he's like, okay, these contracts are just, you know, setting me up long term for my, my myself and my family. Exactly. That you know he can't wrestle forever, so it's like no. okay, save up some money and set up long term. And you know, I'm sure he just wants to maintain a good relationship with WWE because if you're in their good graces, they'll take care of you for life, more or less, or you know, for the most part. Uh, but the thing also is, it kind of makes sense because in the last few months, he's really been getting rewarded with yes. a lot of good booking. From well, that's why that's why I'm thinking this. He may have resigned this within the last couple of months. Yeah, because look, he he's a king now. He's got a cool <laughs> entrance with Rick Boogs. He 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 won the Intercontinental Championship. He got a dance break at SummerSlam, right. even though he didn't. Which I was still a little bummed. I know he won the title on SmackDown. I was kind of hoping they would save that for SummerSlam. I know SummerSlam was a stacked card as it is, but I kind of wish they would have waited a week. Well, now we know they needed win. they needed a five minute filler because the Becky Bianca stuff went way shorter than they were hoping Bianca. Because I assume. Bianca Sasha would have gone 10, 15 minutes. No, you cut you cut half of that time out with what they did with them. So they need to fill that five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I get in that whole drip, you know, Xavier Woods, Scott Hall impression versus Miz and Morrison. That, that was a whole nother. Well, that was all to saying. promote pure life water. And to be completely yeah. honest, I didn't even get that that was the sponsorship until someone Me said. Neither. Someone goes, oh, yeah, that was all to build pure life. I go, really? Oh, <laughs> They never even. No the only thing that I saw Pure Life was on the pre-show when Miz and Morrison showed up in a pre-life truck, or Pure Water, Pure Life, whatever it's called, truck. Other than that, I didn't see that anywhere else. So I go, that 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 failed. <laughs> but you know, for Shinsuke, it's like, what else does he need to prove? Exactly, He's done it all. And, and and like what you said, WWE, they are known for their more safer wrestling style. Mm -hmm. So for him, it's like, yeah, I could keep wrestling here and wrestle a safer style that's not going to tear my body apart. And listen, AEW's roster is stacked. Impact is, you know, a little bit of a lower tier promotion for what he's, you know, what his name value represents. Where else could he go? I mean, if he wants to stay living here in America, if he could he do stuff Here's with the New thing. Japan, New Japan Here's strong? The thing. No. He can go to AEW. But I think AEW is to his benefit right now. Because WWE knows that that fan base would love to see Nakamura in AEW. So, they treat him well. They get him to stay. They keep him from AEW. So, I think having AEW around is a benefit to him for WWE. Because they're going to treat him well. Because he's somebody that that fan base would go nuts for. And they know it. 
Oh, and absolutely. I mean, so from a bargaining standpoint, having that competition there is great. Mm-hmm. And hypothetically, if he did go to AEW, though, I mean, I know it's a much tougher work wrestling style that at his older age might be a little bit harder on the body. But, you know, AEW, they do have that working relationship with New Japan going. Yep. And he could mm-hmm. get maybe some rematches with some people from his past, his New Japan days. So it'd be kind of a cool uh, coming full circle of like, oh, he hasn't wrestled this person in how many years? Or he can, on AEW's behalf, could he go back to Wrestle Kingdom in the, the Dome? And um, But for him, he's probably like, you know what? I've done it all at this point let's live a good easy and he's latter part of his career with wwe he said it over the last couple of years that he moved his family to america his family Mm -hmm. really likes it here and he didn't move him here just to move him back in a couple of years yeah so it's great man you you follow him on instagram he's living his best (laughs) life i mean he's at the beach he's smiling i mean that's the thing you you got everyone's different with how how their their life how do exactly. I go with their life? You know, for him, what makes him ultimately happy? As long as he's getting paid, his family's happy, he's living a good life, he's surfing, like you said. That's all that matters. I mean, who knows? You know, it, it, you know, there's some people who maybe they, there's certain things they want to accomplish and achieve, and that's why they bounce from promotion to mm-hmm. promotion to to get that you know to, to that uh, uh, feel satisfied in some ways. Right. For him, he, he's probably like, you know what? I've done everything. I feel good. Yeah, you can, you know, quality of life is very much important for people. And so for him, if he's happy, more power to him at this point. Right. So another contract that's been talked about recently is Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn is an NXT wrestler and <laughs> and with Pete Dunn, it's kind of like what does WWE do with Pete Dunn really? I know this past week on NXT, if you haven't watched the spoiler alert, he's Stepped up to Samoa Joe, wants to challenge Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship and this, that. But he's another one where it's like, no offense to Pete Dunne, but if he were to leave WWE, I don't see him going to a New Japan. Or not New Japan. I don't see him going to AEW. I just, I I think they may be interested in him at first, but he is a guy that, no offense, I don't see fitting in really there. He's oh, very different than what they have. He's very different than what they put. The, the, I, I don't know how to explain it, but he just seems like someone that isn't going to fit in like everybody else. That's from, I, I think more from a personality standpoint. Yes. As far as, I mean, listen, we know he's done the, the, um, uh, you know, the stuff with Riddle back in mm. the day, you know, he was more the, the straight guy and Riddle was more the goofy fun mm. guy, the odd couple pairing type of thing. Which that was fun, and he was good in that role. But I, I don't see him going to AEW, and he can't, you know, do some of that funny. Unless they try to, you know. They, I mean, they already got they, their straight lace heel. I'm going to beat everybody up, guy in Miro, and was he just trying to be another Miro? Like they've already I, got that guy that's no comedy, no bullshit, straight up. I'm going to beat people up. They already got that unless, in Miro, and yeah, unless, Lance Archer to a degree as well. I, I, I'm just thinking, like, he's in a situation where he looks and wrestles like a lot of other guys, but those other guys have, like, more charisma, I feel like, mm-hmm. or better on the mic. Yes. So he's, yes. A little, he's at a little bit of a disadvantage there. And so I think it's almost better take what you can from WWE. He's still young, but 27. So I, I think 
he can still probably ride out a few more years in WWE, see what it has to offer, and then explore his options. Maybe exactly. he's in his 30s. So, you know, he does have a little bit more time on his hands while other guys a little bit older are trying to set themselves up for long-term yeah. plans. Yeah, I mean, New Japan, dude, if he was in like a G1 type tournament, that would be awesome. Oh, his yeah. style, the hard-hitting style. I, I know the UK wrestling scene did suffer a little bit when NXT UK came into the fold. But maybe he can go back out there and do some stuff. But I, and he's a situation where he's young and he, he, he's probably still trying to establish himself. I think where you know potentially if Adam Cole, well, we know Adam Cole's done with NXT completely. But yeah, I, I think this is a good time where other guys are gone with the cuts that they made and people coming off the books from their contracts. This might be a good time for him to really reestablish himself on the NXT brand. Mm-hmm. So maybe take advantage of the opportunity, ride it out. A lot of other promotions are stacked. I mean, he can't go to Impact or something like that. It's just, it's not the same. I mean, maybe I Ring mean, of he Honor. Would fit, he would fit. I think he would fit in Impact, but I don't know. I just, like, I feel like he would fit there, but it would still feel weird. It's just the, you look at it by being in on NXT still, you're still on the USA Network, a much larger cable channel versus mm. what Impact has. Ring or Ring of Honor, these ter- current TV deals. So from your own brand and your exposure to the masses, it, it makes sense to stay where you're at right now. Increase your brand, your popularity on social right. media, whatever it is. Create, use this opportunity, resign, ride this out, and uh, up your value long term, your brand. And so become more valuable that way. We know WWE wants to keep him because the latest report from Fightful said that they offered him recently a new deal. So it's not mm-hmm. like oh his deal's coming up and like, he's someone we can win or we could take or lose. If he wants to stay, he could stay. If he go, go whatever. But they offered him a new deal. No details on what that new deal is, but that is telling that with all these cuts that they've made in NXT, he's one of those guys that they don't want to lose from the yeah. NXT standpoint. I don't know. I don't know where they are on him as far as main roster eventually because he's been in that NXT system for a while now. But as long as far as NXT goes. He's someone that they want to keep down, keep there and not lose. Because, I mean, how many guys can you pull from NXT and keep that show with named guys? Pete Dunne is now in WWE a named guy to that NXT mm-hmm. brand. It's not like, okay, we're going to bring a bunch of people up and then we're just going to put new guys all on the show. you got to have some of the established guys like a Pete Dunne, a Samoa Joe, a Johnny Gargano, and so forth. So you say he could be that bridge to... He has the name value, the name recognition that people keep watching NXT. Exactly. But then at the same time, he works with these newer talents and helps uh, establish their names mm-hmm. and their brands that people get familiar with them. So these new and guys. And maybe new- eventually they call him up to the master. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't so heard that any kind yeah. of. I haven't heard any kind of interest for him on the main roster, but <laughs> it's it, it, well. Listen, I mean, and he is what or was did have the longest NXT UK title reign. So yeah, before Walter, but you can. I don't like the whole thing. Well, Walter had the title for eight hundred days. Yeah, well, you didn't run NXT UK for like five months. Yeah, like so, three four months. Put a little asterisk next. Exactly. To but but what I'm getting at is like, it's it's you know if, if they lose. Adam Cole, that sucks as far as your longest reigning NXT champion is now gone. So, and you know, sometimes when people leave, they don't refer to those those particular achievements 
or yeah. records on TV as much or if ever again. So I'm sure for them, it's like, okay, we got to keep Pete Dunn. He is one of our most successful people on the NXT. Well, and you umbrella, know Pete Dunn's always going to give you a good match. True. Yeah, Especially yeah. Especially with the, with, the, with the roster they have in NXT, he always puts on good matches. Yeah, I'm just... I mean, absolutely. And, and he could be a great... You know, I saw in NXT this week, we saw a lot of people come out and, quote, look like challenging... Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe. I'm sure they're trying to figure out who's going to be the next challenger. They're like, let's throw everyone out there and we'll figure it out because we're taping a bunch of the next few weeks. Well, yeah, we don't know because they couldn't, no one, you hear the spoiler stuff that happened at the tapings? I heard, well, people got thrown out, right? So there was one guy that was working for Bodyslam.net and he was on his phone. He was updating the spoilers. Well, somebody there snapped a photo of him, put it on Twitter and goes, hey, look at this guy posting spoilers during NXT. Someone from oh. WWE came to him, told him, you need to leave. You are being escorted out of the building. They drove him back to full sale where his car was. They, they bust him back over where his car was at full sale. And they told him, you can't come back. So everyone was scared to post spoilers on Tuesday when they did two shows. That's oh. why we did not get any spoilers on Tuesday from the taping. Okay, because I was wondering, how does someone get busted for posting spoilers? Because they so told someone... the guy, apparently, we have a photo of you. And apparently, like... You can see his phone, and you can see clearly. Like, I don't know if you can make out read what it is, but it looks like the layout from the Bodyslam.net website and the colors and the, everything. Like, you can tell he's the, the, him. And they told him, we have a photo of you doing this. We don't. If it's that big of a deal, make them all sign NDAs like Lucha Underground did. Interesting. Okay, because I was wondering, if, how do you get caught for posting spoilers? If, if, you, if you're not, if, if it's that big of a deal, we don't want spoilers posted. Then, yeah, you scared everybody on Tuesday from wanting to not get kicked out. It happened to J.J. Williams, who was doing it for Figure Four Wrestling Observer website recently, where yeah. they were like, hey, we're going to ask you to leave. You're, you're taking pictures and posting spoilers and stuff. We don't want that anymore. He was doing it for years. J.J. was posting spoilers and doing the NXT live reports for the Observer website for years. Yeah. Well, for years. And the, I mean... I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just like I'm baffled how these people get caught. Like someone ran them out on Twitter. This guy on Monday. It's like why do it in real time? These are tape. Why not wait till you leave the facility and go back to your hotel True. room or something? True. Right. I mean, it's like, dude, just. But then, know, te- if he was just yourself. taking notes on his phone and someone goes, "Oh, is this guy writing down the spoilers," it could have been the same thing. If he someone caught him and thought he was still doing the same thing, getting you know writing them down on his phone. But here's the funny thing: he put them spoilers out, and the NXT rating was slightly up. So it didn't hurt them. But it I'm didn't hurt saying, them. I'm just like these people getting caught. It's like you gotta be a little more discreet, or, or yeah, don't be updating the website on your phone in real time if that's what he's True. doing. Like, dude, just like text yourself little notes, and then go back when you're in your privacy of your home or hotel, whatever, and do it there. Like that's what I'm just like. You got caught, man. Come on, you gotta be smarter than that. Like assume someone's watching you. But at here's all the time. thing. People have posted NXT spoilers for years. We've got J.J. Williams would always do it. Mr. Jacob Cohen on Twitter would always do it. So you don't think anything of it when you're just there going, all right, I work for this website or this website asked me to do this. this, You You don't think anything of it at the time, but then you come Monday, you hear what happened to this guy. Tuesday, uh, no one wants to take that risk. I mean, I'm just like... I could be at a show and I could probably just like watch and just mentally remember what happened and then just go back 
and just write it all down later. I don't know. They like had I said, I'm just, I'm just they like, had some detailed spoilers. I'll tell you what. Okay. Like their spoilers See, I didn't read detailed. this. I didn't read it. Okay. Yeah. The body slam spoilers were pretty detailed. Man, that's I I okay. I mean, listen, I it must be big money Apparently for them. He was told, they do it. So I'm reading something here from Cassidy Haynes of Body Body Slam said his correspondent was quote kicked out. Told they have a photo of him, and when he asked why he was being kicked out, they said because you were posting spoilers and being quote potentially being a dirt sheet writer. I'm sorry. I'm just like it's so yeah funny to me. That's you're being labeled as a dirt sheet writer. Get said, out of here. They said quote. Uh, what was it? Uh, the correspondent. Uh, the correspondent said she has. She says she had a picture of me on my phone and everything, and that I was accused of being a quote potential dirt sheet writer. I'm I'm so torn because I, <laughs> you know, growing up in the '90s, I love that element of surprise. I like watching stuff and and being shocked and surprised. Oh my god, that happened. And I have everything spoiler, but at the same time, we're in a different world now. And for me, you know, I love superhero movies and stuff. And so, you know, whenever a report something happened on set, like so and so was spotted, I do read up on that stuff. And I'm like, that mentality that goes for wrestling fans as well. They they want to be part of the action. They want to mm-hmm. know stuff in advance. They want to hear what rumors go on, and therefore they can talk to their friends about it and have that water cooler talk. So I get it why spoilers are a very popular trend. And it's been like that for decades. I'm not saying this is all brand new now. It's been going on for decades. So I understand the appeal, why people want to read spoilers in advance. And that way they could tell their friends, oh my God, I heard so-and-so's coming. and Or this is going to happen. We got to tune in. I get it. I understand why that's all very popular. And I read a lot of spoiler stuff too, even when it comes to like movies and stuff. Uh, I'm all for it. And like it's, it, if you're entertained by doing that stuff, great. That that that's that's on you. Enjoy it. Live your best life being a wrestling fan. Um, and you know, even for me now, as I'm older, and kind of you know doing this, you know, uh, you know, podcasting, mm-hmm. wrestling coverage. So and like hearing what other people say. So I am I'm exposed to more spoiler stuff based on various discussion stuff. And and you know, there are times like, oh, I wish I didn't know about that. But at the same time. You know, it is what it is. It's not going to ruin my day if I knew about something in advance. Like, it doesn't right. beat me up that bad. So, and like I said, a lot of these wrestling websites probably make big money with all the web hits of the spoilers that they post. That's oh, why yeah. They keep doing it. So, I mean, whenever I do spoiler videos, there's some of the better videos on the channel. So, I, I believe that. I, um, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And, and so, I, you know, we, like I said, when it comes to, yeah, entertainment stuff if if there are reports that like i said so-and-so on set people will read that and start trying to guess in their head oh what's that mean if so-and-so's there is this good what's going to happen next and you know, it's all part of the, the whole experience as a fan mm-hmm. and that's fine like i said if you like reading spoilers that's great for you as long if that makes you continue being a fan long term fine that's great so yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> one final contract to talk about of course it's okay. Man of the hour, the man of the week, the man of the last couple of weeks or whatever, Adam Cole, baby. So what we know right now is that Adam Cole's contract is set to expire tomorrow. We don't know exactly if that means he's a free agent tomorrow or if he's a free agent Saturday. I'm going to take it as free agent tomorrow. I'm going to take it as his contract expires tomorrow. Now, if he leaves WWE, he technically made his last appearance for the company today. 
because he did a Mattel toy reveal with Johnny Gargano on Amazon's website. Mm. Now, that wasn't done live. It's been reported okay. by multiple been reported by multiple outlets that that was filmed weeks ago, so they can oh, okay. they can actually add like high production to it because they gone into different pictures and videos and things of the toys. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet, but because people were asking, oh, Adam Cole, he just worked WWE and this and that. Does that mean he's staying? I don't know because that was filmed weeks ago. Now, as far as Adam Cole does go, everyone goes, mm-hmm. oh, if he hasn't resigned now, that means he's leaving, right? Not necessarily. What the issue with Adam Cole is, is he's still under contract with WWE until at least tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. of that, he cannot field offers. He cannot have discussions. He can go to the AEW New Year's party and go, Tony Khan, what's going on? But he can't say, Tony Khan, how much you want to pay me to come wrestle for you? Can't do that. That's called contract tampering. He can yeah. go wrestle negative one at a AEW after party or whatever and have the video posted online and whatnot, whatnot. But he can't say, hey... Got any plans for me? You want to use me? He can't until his contract's up with WWE. That's called contract tampering. It's illegal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. My whole thing is Adam Cole waits it out. Waits out that WWE contract. Knows what WWE's going to offer him. Then takes it to Tony and says, Tony Khan, what do you got for me? Here's what they've offered me. He likes that offer. Takes it. If he thinks, you know, there's still that part of me that wants to stay with WWE. Let's see if they'll match the AEW offer. Again, Edge did it. Edge came back SummerSlam 2019, mm-hmm. did all that stuff or whatever with Elias. Then Tony Khan goes, whoa, this guy can do that? That means he may be cleared. Tony Khan calls Edge, says, hey, are you cleared? Edge says, I'm working on it. He says, I want to offer you a contract. Edge takes that offer, tells Vince. Vince goes, okay, we'll match it. Edge wanted to be with WWE. He played both sides, got what he wanted from WWE. So I think Adam Cole should do the same thing. Wait till his contract is up. See what Tony Khan has to offer, and then mm-hmm. either take it or take it back to WWE and say, "Can you at least match this? Can you give me more? What do we? Let's negotiate based off what they want to give me. What's the best option for him? Not just, oh, WWE wants to offer me this. I'll take it. That could be an option, but I think he should play the long game and say, I'm gonna wait, wait even if it's just a couple days, wait if it's just a week to see what both sides are offering." And what they want to give me and who can match who and who can give what and who can outdo who. Yeah. It, from my perspective of just this whole Adam Cole saga for months now, it seems like he's a very smart and professional employee. I can for, tell you right now, Adam Cole on TV, thousand percent different than who you, who he is in real life. I mean, just from watching his Twitch streams and from what yeah. I've told about him, like you go watch him on on NXT, and he's like the smarmiest, all piece of shit. Everyone hates him, heel. But then you watch him on his Twitch, and like one, someone will donate like one bit, which is like a penny, and he's the most generous. Oh my god, thank you so much. You didn't have to do that. I, you know, he's the most like humbled, down to earth, genuine guy. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that that he's loyal to a fault, that he's very genuine, that he's very nice, and it's like he's a. His real life is so much different than the character he plays on TV. And it's just like, they say because of that, that's why WWE asked him, hey, stick around just so we can finish the Kyle O'Reilly stuff. Of course, he's going to do it. WWE, he, he could have legit goes, oh, my contract's up? Okay, I'm going to go to Dynamite this Wednesday. No, he said, I'll stay. I'll stick around. I'll finish this out because we had a plan. He was, he was loyal to them. And so hopefully, 
in return, they're as genuine and loyal back to him when offering him whatever deal they've offered him. Well, yeah, because for me, it really looks like Adam Cole, he knows what he's doing. He yes. he he knows he ha- he's a very successful and um, popular wrestler, and you're only in your prime years once. I'm sure he's like, yeah, this is probably the biggest or most important contract of his career ever. Could he's be. I mean, up- he's he's my age, 32. He's got at mm-hmm. least another decade. If he True. wants to, if he wants to go until he's like forty, if he wants to like say say he wants to wrestle t- till he's like AJ Styles' age, he can go another 44. decade because AJ Styles yeah, oh, is like ab- early forties. Absolutely, but <clears throat> so he's hitting or he's hitting like the second phase of his career. Right, and where- I get exactly what you're saying about this could be a very important contract because does he stay with WWE and then AEW get mad like? They got mad at the Good Brothers for staying with WWE. Or does he go to AEW and then burn that bridge with WWE? Yeah, so he if he plays his cards right, he probably still has like three, four, five big contracts over the next 10, 12 years of his prime years. Maybe around three. Yeah, yeah. So for him, he's playing it smart. And like I said, he's been a a true pro employee as far as Mm – yeah, he could have walked away after what was a Great American Bash originally. Yeah, it was right he was around like, there. No. He's like, you know what? I, I I'll, I'll sign an extension, handshake deal, wherever it was, through the end of August for let's finish this Kyle Riley story. Probably mm-hmm. doing it as a solid favor for Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and his buddy Kyle Riley. Like, let let's finish this program, this story, and end it properly for the fans as well. And and then now he's done that, and now it's like, okay, let's look ahead and see what's next for me. What are my options? But let's do this properly. As you said, yeah. let's wait till the contract is officially expired. That would be the smart and, move. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay, is it Friday at 12.01 a.m., or is it 11.59 p.m., fr- uh, exactly. you know, Friday night into, into Saturday morning? Contract up Friday. It was kind of vague on what Friday actually means. See, from my experience with contracts and stuff, it's usually like 1201. Yeah, that's what I would assume. As soon as that day hits, yeah, it's never Mm -hmm. the end of the day. It's the beginning of the day. And and we also know with with Adam Cole, he's done in NXT. If he stays with WWE, it's Raw or SmackDown. So... I'm... (laughs) Which which scares me, because you look at Karrion Cross. Not me, because I know that ever since 2019, when WWE got stuck in Saudi Arabia and Adam Cole had to step up, Vince liked him. Really did. And Triple H fought to keep him in NXT as long as he did. Well, I remember even you said in previous reports and podcasts that he was involved in a long-term storyline. I remember you did a video where you said, look, he's the current... NXT champion and they've had these long-term plans they're not just gonna throw him up on Raw or SmackDown he's part of Undisputed Era they want to develop a proper exit plan well that because out of everybody on that brand like you can say I'm gonna pick Karrion Cross. I'm gonna pick but Adam Cole was the guy that Triple H said "Uh uh-uh I want to keep him until we have a real way to finish his story in NXT like you don't hear him say that for many other people like you'll get the whole Ty Dillinger is coming up to the main roster. He's got to finish his Eric Young thing that's got another week or two. We'll give him a cage match. He'll lose the cage match. He'll go to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But no, with Adam Cole, it's like, no. 
Give us time. We're going to flush out his character in NXT. We're going to finish off his story. We've got to break up the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly stuff. Like, you don't see Triple H go to bat like that for many other people. And, and it was great because long-term, it led to him, you know, you know, wrapping up or the Undisputed Era breaking up. He's helped putting over Kyle O'Reilly mm-hmm. as a main eventer for NXT now. Uh, Roderick Strong, you know, kind of doing his thing. Diamond Mine, you know, now he's... That's another he's, story. Yeah, that's another story. No, with the, the other people who are rumored to be in the group or no, we're never involved now. People who were there and now gone. I mean, that's a whole mess. And yeah, I feel bad for Roddy there. But but he's now look like it's just focusing on the cruiserweight title for him. Great, Bobby Fish is gone. So I'm sure the undisputed era of come breaking apart. I'm sure they probably have better intentions than what's being laid out now. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying as far as for Adam Cole. I, you know, that's what's kind of annoying for the last couple months. People are like, man, he's been there at NXT for four years. He's done it all. If he was going to be up on the main roster, he would have been up there by now. But I was like, well, no. And I remember what you said. It's like, this was a slow burn or or process to to break it all down, mm-hmm. separate him from NXT. They're not going to, like what you said, just immediately pick him and take him to Raw or SmackDown. They're like, like let's yeah, like do they this did with right. Cross, to be honest. Yeah, let's do this properly. Like, he's already in a program where he's, going to be the eventual longest reign NXT champion. Let's ride this out. Mm-hmm. I remember right. they were kind of teasing that with Finn Balor, like who's going to be the longest reign champion. Finn Balor's going to keep his record or Adam going to break it. And then it's like, okay, you already have this amazing top faction. Well, when you do with a faction, you break them up and therefore you try to make individual stars out of that group. Well, how do you do that for Kyle O'Reilly? Well, Adam Cole and him have a program. He turned on exactly. each other, all that stuff. So Triple H is like, listen, you could take my guys here and there, but like this is a very special, one of a kind situation we have here. I want this to properly dissolve and therefore set up stars out of this. So, I mean, and that's why it took so long, and that's why I was like, "Oh crap!" Now it's like, look at the calendar. It's like, man, he's been there for four years now. Yeah. And when you so when you look while. at it, Adam Cole's arguably one of the best wrestlers they've ever had on the NXT brand. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I was going to say, and also, you know, Adam Cole was the face of NXT for the longest time, and they were mm, going up against AEW. Very much so. Are you going to take away your top star in the middle of this Wednesday night war? No. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Is like He probably was like, I got to stay put here and represent the brand. Mm-hmm. And and this was still in the early stages of the whole Wednesday night wars. Now right. that they moved to Tuesdays, the dust has settled. It's like, okay, what do we do with Adam Cole now? Um, I still want to know. Not yeah. to cut you off really fast. If USA figured, found out they weren't going to get hockey, if they go, oh, we're not going to actually get hockey, would they have ever moved NXT? So they that, only moved NXT because hockey was supposed to be on Wednesdays. Now, they up in NBC Universal lost hockey. To ESPN, so, right? No, to Turner. Or to, to turn. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I'll try. Yeah. It was all so, confusing to me. So, okay. my, my whole thing, and not, not to derail the conversation, but it's like <laughs> if they found out, Two weeks prior. Oh, we're not going to get hockey. Never mind. Would they ever have moved NXT off of Wednesday in the first place? Or that was just an excuse just to get them off. because I mean, that's the big thing. It's like, oh, that excuse worked out for them. Yeah. Well, I... But try to bring it back to the Adam Cole thing, you know. Well, but... Okay, well, the, well, so Adam Cole, so you're saying that video that came out today with Johnny Gargano, that was filmed a couple weeks ago? Yes. So they can have production and stuff to it. That was not okay, done live I today. Didn't... Okay, because I was yeah. going to say, when I heard that, Which, I was like, 
I was skeptical when him and Tyler Breeze were playing at Halo at 10 o'clock this morning Pacific time on Twitch. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to say, before I heard that detail, I was going to say, wow, it shows he really is a true... Well, that's what a lot of people were thinking. Good, yeah. Good employee. Like, he is working up until the very last day exactly. doing stuff for them. Because, you know, if he knew his contract was, he could be like, F this. this I'm taking this last week off. I'm not doing well, no, anything else I, for you guys. In, from what I've heard of Adam Cole, if they would have asked him to do this live and he was still within the window of his contract, he probably yeah. would have done it. And wow, I have much more respect for him now learning about that. So that that's very cool. Cool on him for doing that and or having that mindset, you know, being a good employee like that. And that's the thing. He probably realized, you know, what, I'm going to be a good employee because, yeah, you don't want to burn any bridges, as you said. Now, granted... You know, he might go somewhere else that better pays him or, or you know, it's a better situation for him. So mm. I hope they don't fault him for that. But but my thing is, like, you see what happened to Karen Cross, the NXT champion, the most recent one. And the way he's being treated on Raw or Smack or on Raw, I should say, his new look. I, I makes me wonder, was that going to scare off Adam Cole? <laughs> like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. If what I heard was correct. When yeah. WWE got stuck in Saudi, they needed NXT guys for that SmackDown, and he worked Daniel Bryan. Vince yeah. was there. Vince saw that match with Daniel Bryan, and that's when Vince was like, oh, my God, this guy's good. Then he had the match with Seth the next Monday, and that reassured Vince, this guy is good. And I've also been told, I told you off air as well, multiple yeah. people apparently have gone to Vince and told him, this is a guy you cannot lose. You cannot afford to lose Adam Cole. You need to do what you can to keep him and not lose him to AEW. I, like if multiple people in that company have gone to Vince, and we know Vince has flown him or not. I think it may have been the SmackDown that they did in Orlando or something. I don't remember exactly. It was a Florida SmackDown. Mm -hmm. They brought him in. He had a private meeting with Vince. I think Triple H was in the meeting as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had a meeting. Vince, I don't know. No one knows what was said in the meeting other than, Apparently, they laid everything out. They said, we want you on the main roster. You're going to be done with NXT. We want to keep you here. But I've, since then, I've heard multiple people have directly gone to Vince, people that Vince respect, and said, that's a guy you can't lose. That's your next Shawn Michaels. It's going to be interesting because I know some reports were like he was offered a million dollars. Now, no one I knows any know of that. Yeah, and that's the thing. When, when I heard that, I was like, who knows that? And my other thing is, like, is that a million for one year or spread out over, like, two, three, four years? Who knows? But That was like the Gallows-Anderson thing where they were like, oh, yeah, people said they offered us a million dollars each. No, we only got, like, 750 offers. <laughs> my thing, and we'll find out, because I know Rampage this Friday was already pre-taped, right? Taped last night, yeah. So it's not like he's going to show up on Rampage nope. this Friday. And... What happened? God, I mean, I mean, the earliest he can show up for AW is next week in Chicago on Wednesday, on the Go Home show for All Out. Yep. Well, the Dynamite go. Or here's the, my or question she, to you. Oh, yeah, Dynamite. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. here's my question to you: In AEW now, they have two shows: Friday, Wednesday. Which one do you consider the Go Home now? Wednesday oh. or Friday? Because they're an interconnected brand. It's not two separate brands like WWE. So is Friday just now? the AEW go home and it's just the final dynamite before the pay-per-view. And so that rampage is considered the go home. We do know that every rampage before a pay-per-view will be live. Not every rampage will be live, but if they're going to have a pay-per-view, that rampage will be live. I mean, they'll probably have to give that little extra detail. It's the 
go home episode of Dynamite. <laughs> so they gotta be that little specific. But here's detail. the thing: can you say that? Because it's not like go home of Raw because that roster is their final show. Go home of SmackDown because that roster is their final show. It's all one connected roster in AEW. I guess Rampage will be the go home. Yeah, AEW. Show. So that again, that also is going to interest me. We've seen with the last couple episodes of Rampage, they've got a format. Do they change that for go-home shows, though, to build up the pay-per-view? Because they've got a do-a-good-match, squash-match, decent match. That's been the format the last couple of weeks for Dyn- yeah, for Rampage. Three, three matches, yeah. And uh, I want to know if they still continue on with their face-to-face or their, their right-before-the-main-event interviews with Mark Henry because they've done that the last two weeks as well. Which, <laughs> But anyways, Adam Cole... We're to go to AW. Earliest he can show up is next Wednesday in Chicago. In Chicago, which is always a great town for wrestling. Imagine if he well, nah, he wouldn't get involved with CM Punk. Hey, CM Punk's Rampage. CM Punk. CM Punk had AC on his shoes. Is that Adam Cole? He had BW yesterday. Is that Bray Wyatt? No, you should tell him to turn up the air conditioning. That's <laughs> what it was. It was hot, man. <laughs> but no, it's just uh um. <clears throat> I mean, for all we know, he could be just pranking people. I don't know. It's 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 wrestling, man. We don't know what works, what's real, what's not anymore. I, think, I mean, yeah. I think with I, I, Adam Cole, I think this is one of the most interesting ones as far as contracts we've had in a long time because now AEW is 100% fully established. He's going to get a good offer there. He's got friends. He's got his girlfriend over there, which doesn't matter. To me, his girlfriend's in AEW. Whatever. You go where the better offer is, not where your girlfriend is. Wherever you yeah. think is going to be best for your career. And she's even said it. If he comes here, he comes here. If he stays there, if that's what makes him happy, I'm happy. So with Adam Cole, the whole thing is who gives him the better offer? And where does he feel like he'll be used better in the long term? It's, it's I mean, AWWW. From- Don't go, maybe he goes to ROH. Maybe he goes to Impact. Don't give me that bullshit. No, no, yeah. He, sorry, I, I I love what ROH has been doing since they've been coming back from the pandemic. I love what I, I only catch really just the pay per views, but I've been loving all the pay per views so far. But no offense, to, I mean, I know, okay, they're almost I mean, Sinclair, Adam Cole, big, only three time a ROH champion. He's coming home, but no offense. <laughs> it, but, it, but they don't. But they just don't have the same platform, the stage, the audience reach that AEW. Hey, has. they're on network TV, and AEW isn't. We, I get, I get ROH at two o'clock in the morning on CW here. What it runs oh, on? It runs on a random. So, AEW, not AEW, but uh, <laughs> ROH is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. Yeah. yeah, Sinclair here, they own a bunch of networks. Here, they own the local Fox and CW. So I randomly oh. get it at like two o'clock in the morning on a Fox. So you can say Ring of Honor is also on Fox, and then it'll air on like Sunday afternoons sometimes on CW as well. It's just Sinclair puts it out in syndication on their oh. their channels that they own. They own like I think in in Seattle they own a Sinclair owns the ABC. So on like Saturdays it's on ABC in Seattle. I gotta look this up. See if I have it out here. But yeah, because... it's always random. You never know. It's always yeah, better. Because like, well, I remember. Oh no, I was just gonna say. I remember years ago it was on HDNet before it became Access yeah. TV, and it was on Destination America where I live. I mean, so I was like, it was never consistent. So they never had consistent TV. But yeah, it's deals. basically I... Sinclair just throws it on their channel wherever they if they own a Fox, if they own a CW, if they own an ABC. Uh... Here they own Fox and CW, and so. It gets like I'll be watching the NASCAR race on Fox, 
and it'll be like Sunday at three o'clock, and all of a sudden the NASCAR race is over. Boom, ROH just comes on. Oh, it's not so, a oh this time this week every. It's not set. It's just there's an opening in the programming. Let's throw ROH in it, and a lot of gotcha. times it's like one two in the morning on Fox. Because I would love to watch ROH on a regular. I mean, I know you can get Honor Club or you could pay like a monthly fee on Fight. TV. Fight yeah, yeah. Um, but I would, like I said, I would love because I get Impact Wrestling on Access. I get Access TV on my cable plan. But I would love ROH to have a, a TV deal. Like I said, I love ROH. I, I would love to see more of these other smaller promotions just get back on a bigger platform that's uh they're exposed to a larger fan base but anyway what i'm getting at is yeah no, no offense to these smaller promotions but with adam cole's value right now yes he he is cable network worthy like he needs to be on uh, on a, a promotion that is that large and aew is only one outside wwe that can compete with that mm-hmm. so that's why it just comes down to two promotions wwe or aew so now yeah, like going back with Shinsuke, it's like your quality. What which promotion outside of the money gives you a better quality of life? And that's and that's exactly. ultimately for him to just that's for him to decide. Like, what's the better situation for me that checks off all the boxes that makes me happy in life? So yeah, is it having you know a little bit of a lighter work schedule with AEW? Be with your fan, or your your friends, your girlfriend, get paid whatever amount. Be on Twitch still. Uh, being I still say to... he should negotiate that and do his WWE deal and be like, hey, you want to keep me? Let me keep my Twitch. Because when you look at it, even the NXT people are still allowed to stream. He's the only one. That, okay, let me ask you this. On his Twitch, I don't watch it, but is it true there's like no Adam Cole? No, he can't, he can't use NXT Adam Cole. No. no, he can't use the name Adam Cole because technically WWE owns it right now. But I okay. think from what I've been told, once he leaves, now here's the interesting thing. Once he he signed a paper, he signed. I could pull it up on the website for the trademark. He signed a thing saying, "Yes, I've had the name since before WWE, but I'm giving WWE the permission to trademark this name." Now he can leave, and WWE can say, "Now we're going to keep that." But if he fought it in court, I think he would win. They tried to keep Chelsea Green's real name under under um, yeah trademark. I mean, I know Nakamura signed it, and that's his real name, Shinsuke Nakamura. He signed it. They can trademark his real name. I know Mark Henry, they were using his name for the longest time still, and I think he finally told him, like, or it came up, and he's like, I'm taking it back. Yeah. I, I think Mark Henry, I forgot which interview it was. But I know with Adam Cole specifically, they own the trademark. They paid to get it trademarked, but he signed a waiver saying, yes, I've used this name for years before WWE, and I give them permission. So they could say, hey, you can't take it, but I think if he goes to court to try to fight it, they would lose. Okay. Interesting. It's going to be that. It's, it's a slippery slope depending on whoever's that judge because the judge can go, well, it ain't your birth name like Chelsea Green's whole thing. It's her birth name. Okay. With him, his real name is Austin. What is his real name? It's Austin. Uh, well, what I'm saying is, is, dude, how amazing would it be he Austin shows up Jenkins. on Smackdown? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. All awesome right. Jenkins, baby. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying, dude, how the wrestling world will explode if he yes. showed up on SmackDown tomorrow or you know this week. You know what I mean? Like, what yes. happened if he showed up? That would that would now obviously that would that would 
in the discussion of what's going to happen next with him. Right. And I know there are some in WWE that are not thinking it through, in my opinion, and have told different people, like it's come out in a couple different reports. Oh, if Adam Cole hasn't signed before his contract's up, then he's done. He's not going to even. No, I think he should play the system, play the field. Not, oh, he's not going to resign. That means he's for sure done. Not for sure. But again, like you said, he could show up tomorrow on SmackDown. He could show up next week on Dynamite. We'll have to wait and see. Exactly. Just be, uh, as CM Punk said this week on Dynamite, you just got to be patient. Yeah, got to be patient. (laughs) But with that, before we get into our last quick topic, I do want to state that this podcast is brought to you by Homage. You need wrestling shirts, vintage wrestling shirts at that? Then head over to homage.com slash WWE. One thing that you'll notice is the quality and comfort of the Homage t-shirts. Plus, their sizable collection of WWE shirts, but not only WWE shirts, but all the other cool t-shirts and stuff they have at homage.com as well. Basically, they'll become your favorite new brand for t-shirts. Also, if you go over there and get a t-shirt, like a 123Kid t-shirt, or one of the other ones that Nick and I recently got, like Bash at the Beach logo, use code PWUnlimited15 at checkout to get 15% off of your purchase. Also use our link in the description. Go to pwunlimited.co slash homage to support us when going over there. But remember, the big thing, PWUnlimited15 at checkout to get 15% off your next purchase at homage.com. I'm looking it up right now. You you inspired me already. <laughs> I like vintage shirts. So oh, as man. we wrap things up, just quick little finish this out because we're going long here. CM Punk, what was your reaction when he showed up on Rampage? Even though we all knew it was coming. <laughs> so did you cry like some of those people? I'm gonna tell you right now. I didn't cry for Punk, but I actually cried a little for Becky. Um. Oh, you just reminded me. I found. <laughs> In my closet, my CM Punk shirt that I bought like 10 years ago. You know, the original white one. with WWE, Oh, the white one. Okay. The best in the world one. The one I've got like, an old yellow one. I don't even remember what's on it, but I got an old yellow Punk shirt. Okay. So I, I – because, you know, with pro wrestling tees, they're mm-hmm. now, they have, they have the, the current design of, of the CM yeah. Punk shirt. But anyone who sees it, obviously, it's a play off of his shirt from like, yeah, 10 years ago when he came back. Uh, and was WWE champion. So that was like, I have that one. Hey, Young Bucks, why are you throwing shade at WWE for John Cena's Super Mario shirt saying they copied you when you copied Super Mario first? Anyways, and then you copied them with the punk design. Anyways, go for it. (laughs) But so I have that. I was like, I I think I bought that at Hot Topic like 10 years ago because I just saw it at the store and bought it. So I still have it. I still have it. It's in pretty good condition. I didn't wear it that often. I remember (laughs) back in the day, that's where I got my CM Punk shirt. They were on sale at Walmart. That's the power of WWE, man. They, yeah. they can reach their distribution all over the world. So, uh, no, but for me, <laughs> okay, because so, uh, like I said earlier at the top of the show, I was in Las Vegas mm. and so I did the press junket. And I, I, I told you off the air privately, you know, just the crazy day I had, you know, my mm. SD card not reading. I had to go to Best Buy, buy a new one, <laughs> get Uber back and forth. It was a wild afternoon. As soon as I got uh, back to my hotel room, I just turned on my phone. All right, my phone was already on, but I turned on you know my Xfinity app and you know was watching the East Coast feed for Rampage, and 
you know, I was waiting and I thought they just did a beautiful job of introducing <clears throat> him. Just they kept it simple because I think a lot of people were like, okay, we know he's coming, but how are they going to debut him? How are you going right. to bring this guy back See, who's been gone for seven, seven and a half years? The original plan was to be what they did last night and have Tony Schiavone introduce him. But I think having him just come out was the better plan. Exactly. They kept it simple mm -hmm. because, you know, people were like, oh, is he going to interrupt someone else? Or is a heel going to come out to cult of personality? And then he comes in afterwards and interrupts them like, hey, what are you doing using my song? That would have been funny, but. It would have been funny, but then you wouldn't get that same pop. Because exactly. If he would have done like a heel coming out to his song, everyone would explode and give that pop for them. And then when they see someone impersonating him or. Uh, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Everyone would be like, oh, and then CM Punk actually does show up. They'd be like, oh, and wouldn't they wouldn't be game, as big? Yeah, wouldn't be as big. So the way they did it was simple: start the show. Do you know they they updated his intro as you know when WWE they had the little yeah, they added the static. They did their they version had, of the static because their version people, of the static. You know, most people don't know that's not in the original song. They think that's part of the original song. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. It's you know, so I work at you know 1077 the bone, the uh, uh rock station in San Francisco. So yeah, cult of personality is on our playlist on the regular. Mm -hmm. And this past Monday it came on like at 10 15 or whatever it was, and I cranked it up. I was in one of the studios, I cranked it up, I was like, Yeah, see I'm punk. <laughs> but that's the thing, yeah. Uh uh, you know, living color, uh, you know. Living Color's original, you know, version of that song, mm -hmm. they have their own little intro to it. Yeah. It's a, a spoken um, word of a, oh, I'm totally blanking on it. But yeah, the little static thing, that's something, you know, WWE had and AEW just added their version of it. So yeah, I think, <laughs> so yeah, for anyone out there, yeah, that static, that's added just for CM Punk's intro. But when he came out, God, it just the goosebumps. I was, you know, so mm. happy with emotion. He is one of my favorite guys post attitude era, right. as far as same, wrestling same. goes. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him. I remember seeing him with WWE when he was doing um, the Straight Edge Society. He's doing a house show at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, <laughs> and the crowd was booing him and throwing. So I have never seen someone get that much heat. In a at a house show, wow! You know this this is a house show. It's not even right. televised, and people were booing him and stuff. And he fed off the crowd. It was so great. But yeah, I've been a big fan of his for years. Um, but anyway, see him come out AEW. It was like it felt like no time has passed. It was like finally. It felt like back in 2014, where was the last mm -hmm. time I saw him? Um, he cut a very you know emotional promo. My only thing was, you know, when he said, I left pro wrestling in 2005 and I'm yeah, back I'm, now. Yeah. That, that was like, I mean. Listen, so, so, I, know so I said this on, on my show. I want to get your opinion okay. of this. He said, okay. I left wrestling back in 2005. I've rejoined pro wrestling in 2021. So everyone goes, well, yeah, because he left for sports entertainment. But here's my question. If CM Punk would have stayed in Ring of Honor all these years and maybe worked Impact, maybe worked New Japan, but never gone to WWE. Would last Friday have happened with that reaction? No. 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 Okay. You're on. Okay. We're thinking the same way. Because some people yeah. are like, oh, you're wrong about that. He would have got himself out. No. 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 He became like a... Said... Because to their credit, and a lot of people like to say that they didn't, they used him very well when he was WWE champion for over 400 days. Yeah. That's the thing is like, listen, I know he 
you know, has his issues with WWE. I know. Rightfully we, we, so, because they yeah. their doctors fucked him over. Yeah, I know the whole doctor situation, the infection, the Z pack. Mm -hmm. You know, suing them. The doctors sue him. I should say he got fired on his wedding day. The FedEx. I still, I still think that's more of a coincidence, but we'll never know. Yeah, I, listen, and I, if we were in his shoes, I'm sure we would all be very upset at that company to this mm. day. I, I, I understand his emotions and his feelings. And he has every right to feel that way, but. You cannot argue if it wasn't for WWE, he would not have the name recognition, the value, the the brand of CM Punk where it is. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's you do gotta give them credit, and that's going back earlier what I said with like with Pete Dunne and Shinsuke Nakamura. Like sometimes it's worth staying WWE because with their huge appeal to the masses, that's extra mm -hmm. value for yourself. Exactly. And you reach a larger audience that you couldn't reach with any other promotion. So with CM Punk, yeah, sure. If he just stayed in Ring of Honor and he could have been this amazing like indie darling or or someone that we love. Like he's the he 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 didn't go to the to the you know uh sell out to the big brand or whatever. Um but that's the thing, he would not get that type of reaction without his time in WWE. No. And and keep in mind, yeah, you said he was, you know, champion for over 400 whatever days it was. And WWE did make him a champion. Like, he achieved... The champion when... When... It, I'm trying to think about it. That was... Was that... The brand split that was, was gone, after, right? That was after they even got rid of the world title, I want to say. Yeah. So I'm just saying, he achieved the ultimate accomplishment, the title, WWE Championship of Lineage... That is like the number one title to this day. He was champion of that. No one can take that away from mm -hmm. him. And that when you win that, that increases your stock value for life. And so that was my one little thing. And listen, I get it. People said, well, when WWE, he used to take shots all the time at WWE. And he was the voice of the voiceless. And so he would vent even when he was with the company of things that were wrong with the company at the time. I get that. But it's like just for the sake of this conversation, it's like he would not be getting that crowd reaction. He would not be getting probably a great contract deal from AEW without his time in WWE. So to a certain extent, you do got to just respect what WWE did for his quality of life and what, you know, his appeal to the mass is. So that was my one little thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. I know WWE sees himself as sports entertainment. It's still wrestling. Yeah. He's a, Technically, two-time champion at 434 days. It was just two-time champion? That was all? Uh, or, yeah. Because he... Oh, he, he, was a, he was world champion, right, on SmackDown, right, from Jeff Hardy? Yes, he did have and the EC, World Heavyweight EC, Championship. And ECW champion. Mm -hmm. uh, he yeah, won all so, their top belts. So he was a, he's a Grand Slam champion. Yeah. Um, I can look that. I no, can no, check. Do you have well, anyway, I'm just saying, like, I saw that, and it's like... and. Listen, I know WWE is not perfect, and but in this situation, I will defend them a little bit and be like, listen, without WWE Punk, you would not have the success or the name recognition without them. That was my one little thing. Everything else I love about that promo and you know him kind of apologizing to the fans and you know he's sorry if he walked away when everyone was upset that he they still wanted to see mm -hmm. him on a regular basis. And, but you know he's trying to explain himself, and I'm sure he'll explain himself more over time. And it's great. He's like much more active on Instagram and social media. So right. it's great that we're getting more of him now. And it's like people have missed him so much. 
but you know, it was a very heartfelt promo, and I, I think it was kind of cool that he was making it up as he was as he goes. Um, and so I'm very happy that he's back, and I think it's great for the business overall if that helps motivate WWE, WWE, and that creates more of a wrestling war between two promotions. It takes things to the next level. But you know, people, casual fans, in the last week have been talking to me about how cool is seeing CM Punk back. People who maybe dipped away from watching on a regular basis right. are now watching again, or at least talking about it. So if it, it's going to be great overall, and if it lifts up all the promotions as a whole, then it's a win-win for us, the fans. That's yeah. what matters at the end of the day. And like I said, I'm a huge fan, fan of CM Punk. I can't wait to see what he does next and, you know, his matches, the fantasy book. And if he, and he sounds like he's going to do a lot of things for for AEW, like what probably commentary. I mean, who knows what he's going to do? But I mean, as of right now, he's on the active roster for wrestling. He's going to yeah, wrestle Darby great. at the pay per view, and that's the other thing. They've been very coy and quiet on his status as far as okay, he's going to wrestle Darby, but then what? How many matches a year is he willing to do? Does he want to set? Does he want to set a specific number? Say six matches, seven matches. I know with Brian Danielson who's coming in. He's going to want that. I only want X amount of matches. Yeah. He's going to be the kind of guy that says, I'm going to work for you, but I, I want this schedule and I'm going to do this. Is Punk the same way? Is Punk going to say, I'll give you 10 matches. I'll give you 12 matches once a month. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm excited. It's just same here. Oh, yeah. As his fans, I, I, like I said, I miss CM Punk. I've been a big fan of his. To so see him back, I'm very happy. And I'm curious to see what other kind of promos he's going to cut. Are we going to get some more pipe bombs now? Some fresh updated versions of his perspective of <clears throat> pro wrestling landscape. And I'm excited for all of it. And, Same. And, and I'm curious because, you know, in WWE, like I said, he would vent and, compl- you know, and talk about things that were on his mind, loosely shooting on things, especially remember that contract signed between him and John Cena, legendary oh, you yeah. know, back and forth. I know he's he's been very praising the locker room, the current roster. I wonder, will he eventually start opening up and calling out people on the roster as well? Like, will he get to that point? So we'll wait and see what happens. It, it's going to be interesting. So um, I'm, I'm st- waiting for it all. But like I said, I was in my hotel room last Friday watching on my phone. I was just super happy and excited. And yeah, I've been very happy still. And I cannot wait to see. Oh, yeah, same here. Next. I've loved seeing it. I think it's great. He got a great reaction from the crowd. Unfortunately, when I watched it live, I used the TNT app. And for some reason, the audio was turned down on that app. So it didn't sound as big. But then when I went and watched it back on YouTube, I was like, oh, yeah, that's bigger than it's like. That's what I expected. It didn't sound it because I can even tell that commentary was turned down on the TNT app. So but regardless, I thought it was great. The promo he cut was really cool. He paid for all that ice cream for all them people, which somebody did the math. And thinks that it was like seventy five grand. Wow! Oh my and God. and according to that local ice cream company out of Chicago, he went to them two years ago and said, "Hey, how can we create our own little ice cream thing and brand it with my branding and stuff?" That's a two years in the making thing. That's great. And let me ask you this, okay? From the T shirt, so I want to get a T shirt from Pro mm-hmm. Wrestling Tees. Now he had the white shirt and the similar logo, like I said, from the WWE design. Now it has like the black uh collar Rim. and around mm-hmm. the sleeves. Now on pro wrestling tees, it's just all white. Now, is there a difference like the one with the black, you know, uh collar? That one I think it says I was there and it has like a date. So I'm guessing maybe that's maybe. only for 
sold inside the arena. Maybe. And then and then like the more plain one, all I white even, ones. I haven't even looked up the shirt, so I didn't even know. So, so that was like a little detail I noticed because I was like, I want the one that he's wearing. But then I realized he has a date on his. And so it I had to have been there. just for the, yeah, because the one for on their website show. has no trimming. And yes. it's just the front with the lightning bolts in the hands and stuff. Very reminiscent yes. of, I mean, technically it, it's, still, it's reminiscent of the WWE shirt. But then you know what everyone's going to say? They didn't copy the WWE shirt. That's like the <laughs> Chicago logo with the stars and stuff. Because that's what yeah. people always try to say. With I'll CM still Punk get stuff. that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I probably no, won't it's... order it off of Pro Wrestling Tees. But maybe if it's at Hot Topic in a month, I'll go grab it there. For me, just because... I like to save money. I'll just wait until they. I know a lot of people who are buying it. I'll wait till they do, uh, you know, like a big twenty percent off week. They'll probably right. have a big sale next weekend and all out. For all out. But like yeah. I said, I'll wait till it comes to hot topic. I don't have to <laughs> wait for shipping or any of that. But yeah, 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 yeah. Because they got so, all they got a good number of AEW shirts in our my local hot topic. So yeah, no, they, no, it, it's no that hot topics are around the country. So that's a great place to have their shirts available. It's at, not even but, AEW anymore. It's they've got to deal with pro wrestling tees. Cause I saw a Dan Housen, oh. I saw a Dan Housen shirt in hot topic. <laughs> very nice. Very easy. So, but <laughs> we've gone way longer than we previously expected. We were going to go, but with that guys, I want to say thank you for joining us here on pro wrestling unlimited. I guess we're going to call this the pro wrestling unlimited podcast for now. I don't know. Maybe we'll come up with some clever branding for whatever this is going to be, but yeah, this was really, really fun. We talked about a number of topics, but again, you got in the click. Where can they find that? And where can they find you? Uh, well, first off, yeah. Thank you, Tim, for having me on again. I really appreciate it. So yeah, if anyone wants to follow me personally, you know, if you use Facebook at baby Huey official Twitter and Instagram, as you see down below, it was at baby Huey 83. But yeah, if you want to follow my wrestling podcast in the click K L I Q at in the click on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Subscribe to us, wherever you get your podcast at, uh, please listen to all my recent interviews uh from SummerSlam weekend a lot of good stuff there thank you tim for helping edit all those videos as well you can check those out i do want to give a disclaimer i Not apologize if uh some of them are a little out of focus uh <laughs> like i said earlier i was by myself so i would hit record and then run back in front of the camera and try to do the interview and i cannot see the camera going out of focus a little bit but you can squint your eyes a little bit you can more or less see who i'm talking to <laughs> but <laughs> no but it's still a lot of fun the audio is great so you can listen to that as well um so thank you wwe for the generous hospitalities last weekend in las vegas for SummerSlam. um uh, but yeah that was a reminder tim you gotta come with me on these trips now but no but yeah please follow along subscribe rate comment share the podcast that helps out so much uh you click the link in our bio on social media you can get uh our t-shirts over on, i believe it's teespring yeah I, I know they recently kind of changed their name but it was teespring originally but uh uh no but thank you guys for all the con- continuous support appreciate it and yeah looking forward to doing this more on the regular man with you tim good stuff Sounds man good. i i after this weekend it really just motivated me i love doing oh yes yeah. and Love entertaining you guys and providing great content. So thank you. Awesome. But with that, guys, you see, he said you can find him over there on social media. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash pro wrestling ULTD. Find us on Instagram by searching for pro wrestling unlimited. Find us on Twitter at PW unlimited and support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash PW unlimited. So with that, guys, we'll see you later. Have a good one.